You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another, the the new 2022 remake of our Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 episode. Man, you sound like all like keyed up about that. Oh, yeah, I mean, Who says a remake's a bad thing? It's a good fucking game. Not yeah. me. Free of, free of the person that we don't have it listed on the episode list anymore, <laughs> so it's better. <laughs> This is the Pixel Remaster. Yeah. There you go. go. Ted Box Pixel Remaster Final Fantasy. I'll tell you what. I'll, link, I'll, make it, I'll encode this bit rate at 320. How about that? <laughs> nice. See if you notice the, the extra fidelity. You won't. I'm not going to. First of all, yeah, I'm not gonna in do your it. car with your windows right. down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, the audio quality on this is amazing. Man, this it's sounds really good. Cool. I have a JVC boombox <laughs> that I won on Double Dare in 1987. <laughs> If you listen to the show on that, please let us know. <laughs> yeah, this the few we have a few listeners that require the podcast in um, cassette tape form. Yeah, it's a real pain <laughs> in the ass. We have to <laughs> fucking make it, mail it out. It's awesome. new Patreon tier. Man, that yes. would be a sweet Patreon tier. Would be, it would be. Yeah. damn. But with our record of like mailing shit out, my record, <laughs> just my would, record alone of me. If it's up to me, yeah, it's a sh- don't we won't. Which do it, it is. I would of be course, happy. Obviously, like, it is. We're gonna yep. put you in charge of that. So how would we? How would we work that though? Would we like say, okay, you? Pick Pick an episode and we'll put it on cassette. Now they get every episode. Every sh- episode yeah. on cassette. Every episode. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Mail to Lord. Them. Mail to you. <laughs> it's cassette cassette tapes are probably, I don't know, let's just say a million dollars a cassette. Yeah, at this probably. Point. Who knows? <laughs> but just, well, if I break into my dad's garage, if you don't mind reused cassette tapes, no, I, I can use that... all my dad's gospel. Yeah. No. That adds to the tapes. rustic charm. Yeah. No, screw the screw the full size cassette tape thing. We go with the mini cassette recorder like the cops use, you know. Oh, okay. Lay it on the table <laughs> and record the podcast that way and then send that to the lucky donor, the one that wants to get it. Oh, luck has nothing to do with it. It's yeah, just it's, the it's amount of money. If you're lucky enough to have a good enough job to pay us a lot of money each month, we'll definitely do that. But Tyler is in charge of mailing them. Yeah, so, so you could ro- roll those dice. <laughs> you're you're mile, you're those <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but man, I do not like going to the post office. I guess because I, I don't. I know why. It sucks. I guess it sucks. I don't exactly know what to do. You can and ask I know the I'm going to have yeah. yeah. There's always a weird, huge line. <laughs> Yeah, all well, you have to do, like, I first can, and I can foremost, go in to pick up a package, no line. If I need to go to the to the counter, fucking line is out the door. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, <laughs> just give me the money, and I will take care of it. I know. Secondly, <laughs> I print all that shit at home, and then I just walk it into the post office and hand it to them and leave. Wow. So Not me, man. I get to the counter, and I'm like, I have a thing. And I'm like, this needs to go to a place. And they're like, well, here's your option. It's like... That sounds like the easiest one. 
let's do that. And then they like get a box and they're like, boop, 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 and tape it up. And they're like, that'll be $5,000. I'm like, here you go. I don't have to worry about this anymore, though, right? And they're like, that's right. I'm like, perfect. Sweet. I'm going to go get a cheeseburger. Do you want insurance? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Of course yeah, I want oh, come insurance. Come on. What do I look like a rube? <laughs> I'm like, that's insured up to $100 anyway, right? And they're like, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Good uh, luck claiming it if your package gets lost. Louis DeJoy's trying to kill us. We don't know. <laughs> what? You don't have your receipt? Oh, well. <laughs> my, my response usually is like, street value? <laughs> they, don't, they don't like that one. <laughs> then they have to unwrap it. But Surprise. It's just photographs of my penis. <laughs> But now and you've I'm seen believing. them, right? Yeah. Now I'm going to go home and jerk off to this encounter. This. This is my kink. Fact, Thank you, I don't office. even have to send Tricky. anything. Yeah. Tricky the post, post office. office. <laughs> That's a good everyone is John yeah. goal. <laughs> I'm texting Nikki on my way home. Fucking get ready right now. Get ready right now. They fucking fell for it again. <laughs> get ready. Get, get your... Uh, your the post office overall. Postal, yeah. I do like those shorts. Here. She'd look good in those shorts. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to get some of those. But <laughs> speaking of the Pixel Remaster, though, Dave, you bought that for me for my birthday. So now I'm now I'm going to play it for this episode. Yeah, man. It wasn't on your wish list. which So I was like, I went in like, I'm going to get Tyler the Pixel Remaster for Final Fantasy VI because I think he'd really like it. Mm. Because I really like it. And like, and I've been like really impressed with like the way it sounds. Like, they redid the music, and like I've heard lots oh of saxophones. So yeah, <laughs> the music's so good. The music's so so good. Uh, like I mean, it blew. Like the hearing the battle music for the first time was like, oh yeah, this. I'm, <laughs> yes, I'm ready to play through this entire game with this like remastered mm -hmm. soundtrack. You know, they don't change the songs. It's still yeah, it's still the, the songs that we all know and love. But it sounds really good. So it's like I'm gonna get Tyler this for his birthday for sure. And then I'm like, so I went, I, I got on Steam, and I'm like, oh, well, he does want Shredder's Revenge. It is on his wish list. And that is a really good game. So I'm going to go get that. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm still going to get him the Pixel Remaster. It's a summer really sale. Good. It's actually not. I think. Oh, is it not? <laughs> yeah. I, the thought crossed my mind. I was like, I should have bought all this shit last week. <laughs> but it was like, ah, well, fuck it. I'm already doing this. I know he likes Final Fantasy four. Fucking Final Fantasy yeah, 4 no. Pixel Remaster. Throw that in there. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Because I, I got the email at work and I was like, three games? What is, God, what does Mike want me to do? <laughs> Michael Grimm. Oh, no, it's from Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. If they're all good, they're, I presume they're all good games. I haven't played the Final Fantasy 4 Remaster, but I mean, it's like, even if they do the music in the same way they did 6, it's totally worth it. Totally worth yeah. it. And then Shredder's Revenge is awesome. Yeah. So no, but thank you. you I already started playing playing through. So nice. So what three and six are the same. Is that what Yeah. Three I don't know all this stuff. I've heard a little bit about it, but are we gonna get into that later? I guess oh, with fuck it, we can as, as Sean Miller now. next time we game, he'll tell you. It came out I'd like to get home before <laughs> you know, two in the morning. Oh, he gets oh, real geez. mad. He gets real mad about it. Super upset. <laughs> it's the same game. It's just called Three in North America oh, and Six okay. in Japan. Gotcha, gotcha. Because they got some games that we didn't get. Mm -hmm. Their Final Fantasy Two is different than our Final Fantasy mm -hmm. Two, and then we didn't even get their Final Fantasy Three until like years later. Okay, one same skip a few. 
Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But I played three for the Super Nintendo. That's the right one, right? That is the correct one. Okay. <laughs> that is the correct one. Wait, how'd you get that? You got three <laughs> on the Super Nintendo? How'd you get that? <laughs> but see, I think I, I played through three on the GBA or the DS. I think I played through three on the DS. They did a GBA remake. Um which apparently has like a like a new dungeon, I guess. Like the, I remember, I remember doing something Realm of Dragons or something like that. Which it was it was good. I couldn't tell you any detail. Nothing about it was super memorable except like the jobs. Yeah. Other than that, I remember you're just the warriors of light versus the warriors of darkness. Oh, are you? Uh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the Final Fantasy VI GB. No, I mean the actual three. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. Literal I, three. Gotcha. I, I've never played three. Remember, I wanted to play all the. My at one point, I had a goal of I'm going to play through all the Final Fantasies. So I remember I did the of Dawn of Souls one and two, three on the DS. You played through two. Yeah, that was that's the worst one. You finished two. Two is the yeah. I finished it. It is hands I'm, down. I think it was the Dawn of Souls remake, but but still, I'm super impressed because I started that one and I was like. Man, I love I love an RPG where you level up skills. I love it. I think it's fucking awesome because it feels like you're always leveling something up. Mm-hmm. I love it. I quit that. I quit playing that game an hour in. It's because yeah. it's I oh mean, unlocked monk. That's cool. Oh, my fist skill is zero. Well, I'm gonna spend six hours punching things. Which I mean, that's I'm I'm even okay with that. But like, what I'm not okay with is the whole like. It's not very apparent in Final Fantasy 2 how you level some things up. Mm-hmm. And it's like also to circumvent the grind, you do ridiculous things that make absolutely no sense. And it's like, I got to be honest, man, I just like seeing numbers go up. And that's yeah. not like a real like admirable thing to say, I guess, but it's the fucking truth. That's why I got a ruler tattooed on my dick. <laughs> so, I, got, I got that from Ultima. Ultima. And it's like, the amount of satisfaction that I got from playing Ultima Online, where it's like point one percent raise, set up a macro, program that shit, yeah, like, oh, and then and then watching it so run, and it doesn't work, troubleshooting that macro, mm-hmm. and then like that is super satisfying. And once you get it like flowing, then you feel like uh, you've really accomplished something. That mining macro was the the king of macros, where it would move the boat, the boat for Ugh. you. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Got that <laughs> got that some bitch perfected yep. and I was so fucking proud of myself. I love that. I love that shit. But like I don't know, man, when I'm playing Final Fantasy 2 and it's like oh, I got to start hitting my own teammates for like and then healing them and then just keep doing that for a really long time. Mm. Can I like automate this? <laughs> I don't no. want to do that until <laughs> Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> and even in Tactics it's different because it's a little deeper with like positioning and stuff. Yep. You know what I mean? That sounded dirty, but like, I don't know with tactics. It's a little different. And also uh, more fun. It's just also more fun. Tactics is more fun. Yep. For sure. Well, I remember like in, into getting like Ultima, but Ultima is level zero when you get it. So you, if you want to be really you have to good, level it up. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I remember I was like, this, I'm going to finish this, but man, I do not like this. So I did that, was done three. I'd already done four. I beat five. Five was okay. Um, I like five. I think I just like the whole X death thing. I didn't dig, but like the, the characters story, were fine. The story in five is definitely not. Yeah. 
the strong point. I like, like, it's the, got I a like weaker... the Ultra Bosses and Gilgamesh and yeah, and all that that was in oh, it. Oh, Gilgamesh is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's got weaker story than four and six for sure. Yeah, like the other two. But it's weird seeing like the connective tissue in five because it's like there are a lot of things that they kind of like are still doing from four uh, and will do in six. So it's kind of and that one didn't come out here until much, much later. Mm-hmm. So playing that way after having played way. four, way, <laughs> yeah. way after having played four and four and six, it's I like, mean, I whoa, paid, this is weird. I played a fan translation in like uh, 2008, yeah. 2009. Yeah. So. I, like, I like job systems, though. Yeah, no, I do too. And then, you know, I had played the shit out of six, played the shit out of seven, and then I stopped at eight. So I've got... I've got eight and nine on Steam. Nine's really good. I want to play through both of those. Nine is really good. Of course, really I played good. 10. I played 11. Played the intro to 12. Did, 12. Not, did not care for it. 12 is really good, in my so, opinion. I've, I've heard that everywhere, but like the no, first 30 minutes, I felt like it was just, oh, I'm brown sand everywhere. Well, I do not yeah. know where I'm going. I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm not turned it off. Oh, like I was on this one. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> that was the brown. That was kind of like the brown and gray era of video gaming, too, mm-hmm. where it's just like... We're edgy. Yeah. So muted. Uh, but I, th- I think... The I don't only know. The thing with color is my blood as it spills out on the screen. <laughs> I like 12 a lot. It scratched that Ultima online macro itch. Did it? Yeah, because you you program your party members. You set up lot. There's you set up logic for it, where it's like, yo, if someone gets under twenty percent, you heal. Otherwise, you're doing this. So you oh, set up parameters, okay. and it's like, you know, kind of like baby's first baby's first programming sure. set from a guy who doesn't program. So <laughs> right, right. I don't know, but um, you I, have a lot so of like if then aspect. statements yeah. built into your logic. Yeah, so, yeah, I get it. And I think that's really neat. But I do think that one of the drawbacks of that system is they kind of limit the number of parameters that you can have. You unlock those. And it's like, man, it'd be really awesome if Uh, I could have more than two if if then statements. You know, like just give it to me Mm. all from the beginning. That seems like a really weird thing. You gotta earn not playing this game. Yeah. (laughs) So but I really I I like twelve. And and I, I think I don't know, man. You need to travel in the circles that I travel in if you want to hate on twelve because I feel like mm. I hear a lot of hate on twelve. Because uh, you and and McElwain both spoke very highly. McElwain loved the shit out of twelve. Yeah, twelve. I think twelve's really good. So I, and I beat thirteen. I thought thirteen was okay. I understand. I, I I understand why it had the reviews that it did and why it went the way that it did. I feel like it set up a story and then they realized, oh, if we want to tell this story. We've got to gimp a lot of shit we normally do. <laughs> so, and then I have yet to play well, they also, 14 or 15. With 13, Square was adamant, where it's like, we're, we're building our own engine. We don't know how to use Unreal, and we're not going to learn. We're going to build our own engine. <laughs> so what happened was they spent all their time and resources building a custom engine, and then they were like, we have to make a game now. <laughs> make it quick. Uh, I have an idea. Let's just make it a tunnel. Every dungeon's yeah. a tunnel. Every one. And that's that's the story of thirteen. That's what yeah. that's what happened. That's why it is the way that it is because they refuse to use uh, 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 an engine, a pre-made engine. So it's like, and then 
Well, they did, that's why that's why there are so many thirteen games because when people are like, wait, why does Final Fantasy thirteen have so many sequels? People didn't like it very much. Well, we built this engine, didn't we? <laughs> so did they ever and go? Did man, they go back to okay, that, that engine for the other two games, fourteen and fifteen, or did they go to Unreal for those? They they never they went never to went to Unreal. I don't know what engine they use. I I assume they use the engine that they built, but they they yeah they as far as I know they never went to Unreal. Um, so there's Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> as far as I understand, well, no, that makes total total sense. But I didn't play. I what I've heard is I've heard the sequels of thirteen were better than thirteen itself. So mm. I, I've got them both. Never touched them. But yeah. I've got them both on my shelf. I I would like to play through all of them. Just because, um, I guess, a similar reason as you, or just like, just, completionism. just play all of these games, even the bad ones that I don't like. Yep. Just I nurture- love it enough to complete my knowledge. <laughs> <right>. but <laughs> Just nurture that broken side of me, where it's like, <laughs> let's be miserable for 40 hours. Just, Why? Just, to, just say, to do it. To say we were miserable. <laughs> yeah, so someone could be like, have you beaten all the Final Fantasy games? They could be like, yeah. And they could be like, oh, yes. And they could be like, neat. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) But what's a good Final Fantasy? Six. I agree with that statement. Uh, But I don't know if I've talked... I don't think I've talked about it on the show. I think I've told you guys, but... uh, uh, Breaking my heart, unfortunately. uh, Dear friend of uh, Piggy Palace fame, Casey, you know, has... He's he's leaving our our workplace. Uh, He got a... Fucking sweet ass. He made it sound like offer. he was dying at first. I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad that he's not dying. No, he got an amazing offer to be executive chef at you know, basically do everything at his own restaurant. So uh he's doing that. He's opening what it's been various things, but it's like <laughs> a, a prime spot in our downtown. He's getting to design his own steakhouse type menu. He took me into the building the other day, which is fucking badass. The way they've redone it and put oh yeah, all this yeah, like I'm excited to see it. Brass and dark wood, cool. and it's it's fucking it's fucking spectacular. It's gonna be amazing. Cool. Well, good so for him. Wish, Congratulations. Give Casey, Casey well wishes, and then in the fall we'll all go to his restaurant. Let's do that. Yeah, let's all go have dinner. At a discount, right? At a, at a discount, of course. Steep. Of course, Casey. He wants to succeed, so he'll give us all free food. Steep, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll promote it on the podcast. Don't yeah. Worry. yeah. So we'll give you the bump. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We'll yeah. pay you in promotion. Tell him Tadbog sent you, and you get kicked out of the restaurant. <laughs> Make sure you tell your server emphatically. <laughs> Grab onto their clothing with both hands. <laughs> Although our so our <laughs> boss came in and you know we told him and he was like oh that sucks well let me get take you guys out to eat and he's like where do you want to go Casey's he, Casey's new <laughs> restaurant well he did say from here once it opens every time he comes into town he's like well that's where we're going to eat so every time I was like well, hell yeah okay sounds good I will eat on corporate time yeah but he's like all right Casey where do you want to eat he's like yeah I want to go to fucking Freight House let's go to Freight House let's go nuts at Freight House oh lord so we went and we went nuts at Freight House and it was great so what is Freight House for of course I know and I've been and eat there all the time cuz I'm super rich yeah. but like what is say, Freight House but I see after I went and saw the prices like oh I'm not know. eating here unless someone else is paying for it yeah i'd say it's probably the best the best restaurant in Paducah yeah they're far, farm to table seasonal the the executive chef was on was it on Top Chef or one of those shows? It was. It was, it was top. Yeah. 
And she won no. one of those beard awards, right? James, like, James Beard. A beard one. She got a beard. <laughs> Beardy beard. A beardy. A Tyler's <laughs> beard is what she got. <laughs> Was it a, was it Top Chef like a long going ongoing com- competition was, or was it like Chopped? I feel like it was a long ongoing. I one. think it may have been Top Chef then. Yeah, she was. She made it very very far. Yeah, she did. Like it was like third place yeah. or something. It was pretty close. So it, it's good. We went and got. Uh, it's a sort of a modern Southern sort of menu. Uh, I went and had. Well, we split a, uh, a tomato tart. And the fried, the smoked bologna, which is fucking great. Yeah. With the spicy sweet mustard. Uh, then, of course, I, I I love beef tartare. They had it on the menu. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm eating beef tartare. And it had a a hot sauce. Uh, I forget how, how he cooked it, like a, a gelatinized and hot sauce egg yolk on top. That was like, that was some of the best shit I've ever had. Cool. Oh, my God. Uh, then I had like the carp, and I had a drink called like the um, Domo Arigato Mister Cacti, something weird. And it was supposed to be like tequila and prickly pear and uh, prickly pear. Okay, fuck yeah, I'm in. Anything prickly pear, I love it. And then the first pricklier the better. The pricklier the better. And but it was the first one I had that had been infused with smoke. I never had one of those smoked cocktails. It was gross. Don't do it. It tastes like you're how drinking you, a campfire. How do you do <laughs> it? Fuck that. How does one infuse a cocktail with smoke? Because they will light some kind of wood and then basically sip the glass over it and let it fill with smoke. And and then they'll quickly pour, turn it over, pour it in there so the smoke that infuses all into all the liquor. And it's just, I, it's, I it think gross. that does sound it pretty awful. does sound gross. It gross. <laughs> yeah, it, it does gross. sound gross. It's very trendy right now. Yeah, it definitely gross. sounds it's like it gross. is. <laughs> Which, yeah. I don't know. And it was all on the back uh-huh. end, so I take a sip up front, like that tequila's pretty strong, it's pretty sweet, and then whoa, there's campfire. <laughs> what if it was like a s'mores drink? So I almost, I wish I would have got. They had a uh, like a dark chocolate coconut marshmallow brownie. I almost got, Ooh, but yeah. but instead I went and got oh, the, yeah. the key lime panna cotta. That was that was amazing. What is a what is a panna cotta? Uh, it's is it like terracotta? Yeah, it's pottery that you but eat. made of pans, <laughs> like pans labyrinth. It's it's a creamy dessert, like consistency of sour cream. Okay, and a little tart, but it was like like a mousse. You could taste, yeah, like sort of like a mousse. So it had like super fresh wild blueberries in it. Um, it wasn't graham cracker, but they had infused some it's kind Kelsey of Grammar. like Kelsey Grammer was in it, <laughs> and then like I could taste like real grated lime. And it was it cool. Was good. Yeah, that does sound good. But pretty good. I'll never go and not. How much not, was not it? Not on my oh my. Let's see the the carp was twenty six dollars. The just regular moat carp. Just just regular <laughs> ass moat carp. It was Ken, Kentucky carp, so it was local. So I pretty much picked it up at the foot. Picked it up at the foot of the river, the bank of the river. Yeah. Just floated. And it's hey, there's one, one guy walking to the Ohio, grabs it, brings it back. Here, and here is your nickel, sir. <laughs> <laughs> my, my shitty smoke cocktail was like $12. 26 for the carp, 15 for the beef tartare, 11 for the tomato tart, 11 for the bologna, 12 for the, the panna cotta. So $100 plus dollar, uh, lunch for, for Tyler. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, man, this was, this was pretty damn good. 
I will never do it if it's not, if yeah, I'm paying for it. Not a hundred plus dollars for lunch goods. No, nope. we went there with my dad. We did dinner, but yeah. Oh, it was dinner. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well that does make a difference. Yeah. I, I mean, I still wouldn't go no, do that. Not on my if dime. Mom, yeah, if I'm paying. My dad yeah. took us there. Me and Tanya and Gage, Mandy Cohen, all of them, and my grandmother and his wife, all of us. My grandmother and my dad's wife. There was six, seven people. And we all ate, and I didn't see the check, but I know it was significant. Ooh. It probably was pushing, you know, six, seven hundred bucks for that d- dinner. Damn. But I mean, whatever. He didn't care. Yeah. But they don't take reservations between like six and seven. So, because I call, because I, I mentioned I'll get us a table at six in case he was like, they're, it's dumb, but they're not going to do it. I was like, why? He's like, yeah, they because of the the turnover when it's busy, they only take reservations at five and then reservations at seven, so they can turn over and not have a bunch of people waiting or what whatnot. I was like, but wouldn't you okay. have more people waiting that way? I don't, I don't know why they do it yeah. like that. So I called and I was you, like, can I get a reservation at six? No, sir, we don't do that. You can have five thirty. It's like, oh, okay, well, five thirty, I guess it is five fifty nine, five fifty nine. And then so then I text everybody and I was like, oh, okay, it's five thirty and. One person was like, I can't do that. Not enough time to get ready. Sure. Okay. I mean. So I called, and I was like, so I can't get one at six. No, sir, we don't do that. Okay, well, I'm going to cancel my reservation, and according to Google, Wednesday is your slowest night, so I'm just going to show up at six and get a table. It's like, okay. So I showed up at six, empty restaurant, got a set right, right away. That's so weird, man. It's like, okay, I'm glad. <laughs> Didn't have to be this complicated. Your system. <laughs> yeah, that is a weird system. Yep. Well, you guys have been up to this hey, week. Man, I ain't making 25 <laughs> bucks a carp, so what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I've been going down another... I've been continuing down the anime rabbit hole. Now I'm watching... Aside from Stranger Things, which I finished season four, now I've started watching pretty much anime all the time. What do you? What did you land on? I know you were considering a few different things after well, it's, it's, Death Note. It's funny. I was just kind of scrolling through Netflix. Did you see the new Death Note? They're going to do it as a series? No, I did mm-hmm. not. Is it going to be live action? or? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, maybe they'll do it better than the movie. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, not hope giving so. up on that old live action, huh? No. Nope. <laughs> Is this a Netflix joint? No, or? it's not Netflix. Okay. That's, oh. I forget so who's doing go. it, but I remember there was... Is like a Japanese studio doing it? Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember seeing it, and I remember seeing everybody talk about it on Reddit, and yeah. then I saw it on Facebook. I was like, okay, I guess it's a real thing. Not being Netflix could make the difference, because yeah. you know, they don't go past one season of anything. But, um, Well, funny, I was scrolling through, and you know, I finished watching... Oh, I had finished watching season four of the Umbrella Academy. That's what, that's what I had been on. Yeah. I got caught up with that, and I was like, screw it. And I was going through the anime, and I, th- I saw... I saw one that caught my attention called High Rise Invasion. I haven't heard of that one. Um, it's based on a manga, which mm-hmm. I, I looked up the manga. The art is very close to the, the real deal. I mean, yeah. it looks good. Yeah. What's um, it about? It, this girl wakes up uh, on top of a building and is being hunted by people with masks, but they don't kill her. It's a, it's a whole other realm, apparently, and these people that just randomly get picked from our world and put into this world and it all takes place on top of high rises that are connected by rope bridges and these these people hunt them they're wearing these masks they're called they call the people masks 
but they're not allowed to directly kill the people. They're supposed to drive them to the brink of insanity or desperation so that they kill themselves and throw themselves off the building. And that's pretty much the premise mm. of it. Mm. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I was watching it, and I actually got really hooked on it. I burned through the first season in like Lord, two days. Man. It was nothing. <laughs> um, I mean, it was only like 13 half-hour episodes. Sure. It was a short yeah. season, yeah. so it was easy for me to get through it. Um, a lot of... Lot of uh, the only thing I found kind of odd about it was there's a lot of focus on panties in this one. Yeah. They talk about panties a lot. Mm. Talk, just talk about them. Well, like you, probably, you see them like too, the main, right? You do the main. These panties are driving me to the brink of insanity. I'm going to jump <laughs> off this building. The main character's wearing the typical sailor uniform. Sure, and then I mean, you said at the moment you said high rise. I'm like, I know why it's up high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the camera angles are already rolling through my mind. I know why everything's set high in the sky. Frequent, frequently, she's, rope bridges. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> frequently, she falls on her butt or. Someone's following her behind her on a rope bridge, and it's this yeah. other girl, and she sees her panties. There's this one scene where one of the masks is a woman, and she's wearing a mini skirt, and she's about to stomp on this guy's head and kill him with her boot. And the last word he utters is panties, and then she <laughs> smashes his head. Uh, so, and you know, I, it's okay. I like that. You might no, like, I like, that, I like too. that a lot. It was, kind of, it was, that. it was, uh, you know, mildly erotic, but not pornographic. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. I, I liked it. I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to like it, but I really liked I it. I think it's, you know, if you like it's it, you like it. Yeah. And I, I, I would recommend anyone give it a shot. You'll know whether or not you're interested after the first couple of episodes. Yeah. But then something else really weird happened. So you, do you remember me telling you that I started watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on Netflix? I don't remember. Did you I not bring that, that up? You I've might been, have. I think I've been remembering. I that. don't remember. Which is that's what I want. I've always wanted to start this habit. A couple of months ago, I started watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on Netflix. Yeah. Got through the season, the first season, and I was like ultra. And then I got to the second season. And the first season, I was like, eh, it's all right. I guess it's all right. Whatever. Mm -hmm. After the second season, I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is, none of this is making any fucking sense to me. And I gave up on it. I was like, fuck this. I, I don't want to watch this. This is confusing. This is shit I'm supposed to know and don't know because I haven't been watching anime long enough, I guess. I don't know what the mm -hmm. fucking problem was, you know? F didn't think anything more of it. Yesterday, or a couple of days ago, Gage messages me. He goes, Dad. I'm like what, dude? What, man? You have got to watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm like Gage. I tried, and you've and watched it all since then. I tried to watch it. <laughs> you went to your hyperbolic time chamber and watched all of JoJo's. I did. No, I told him I was like Gage. I I tried watching it, man. He goes, I don't understand. I've been watching this and I love it and I know this is right in your wheelhouse of especially with the anime that I know you've seen and that you've enjoyed. So far I haven't seen one I haven't enjoyed, you know, up to this and I was like I I don't know, man. I and then, so I start describing the stuff from the season I watched and he's like and and then the next season after that and where I kind of fell off and I was like you know, I just sort of lost I know, it. I know what happened. I just sort of lost <laughs> it when so and so and this happened and I didn't know what the fuck was going on and he goes what? And I said, I it just didn't make sense to me. How does it make sense to you? Explain to him, me what I'm missing. And he said, wait, are you watching it on Netflix? And I said, yeah, I don't have Crunchyroll. I don't have any of that shit. He goes, 
Oh, they got the watch order wrong. It's kind of a known problem, and they fixed it. But you, I watched the final, the most current <laughs> season to, of the of show, <laughs> which then jumped to the actual second season of the show, and it didn't make any. I was like so confused. And he's like, no, 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 and he sends me the correct watch order, and then I go back onto Netflix and I look and I see the watch order is correct. He's like, I think they messed up. The, I think I heard that they had messed up the watch order or people were confused. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I was one of them. And yeah. so <laughs> I started watching it again, only this time from the correct first season. Now I love it. Now it's like making total <laughs> sense and I'm really enjoying it. And I also know a lot of shit I shouldn't, but yeah. whatever. I, it makes sense to me now. So that's, that's where I'm at. I'm on, I'm on that. Nice. Now. I like what I've seen of it. I fell off, but not like in an angry way. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of one of those where it's like, honestly, it's it was one of those where it's like, I like watching anime with Nikki, and I don't think that's her jam. I don't think it was her thing. So yeah. when I watch stuff, I try to watch stuff that I also think that she would be interested in. And after watching like the first season of JoJo's, I was like, I like this, but it's going to be a struggle to watch with her because I don't think it's going to keep her interest. And then, so then it kind of gets in this thing where it's like, well, I guess I could watch a thing alone. And I... When whenever that thought crosses my mind, it's just like put that motherfucker in a coffin. It's done. Unless it's a movie, but if it's like a show, like yeah. one that I have to like get invested in, yeah. I got to be watching that with somebody. So if I could keep up with you, Ian, which I cannot, uh, then I might give it another go. It's hard to do because I do watch a lot you, of TV. You go through it, man. I'm like applaud it. I can't. I can't do it. I just. I watch it as much as I can, you know. I but I there's times where I'm watching anime that I really need to be playing a game for the show, <laughs> like because uh, I can't I can't do both. Like no. I will I will play a game, and then before I know it, thirty minutes of this show I was interested in has gone bye bye. Well, that's why it's got to be a sitcom. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be something I've seen a thousand times mm. or something that's just not going to. But I'm yeah. also that kid who will just stare at whatever the fuck is on TV blindly. I don't care. I've been a TV kid since day one. Yeah. And I watch TV. That's all I do. That's all we do is watch TV. And, you know, I game and I I can pull away from it at times. But for the most part, when I come home from work or I sit down and whatever, and we'll just sit and watch. She'll put on Law & Order. Yeah. And I'll be playing a video game, and then I'll find myself watching Law & Order. And just staring at it like, you know, it just gets my attention and keeps it. It's sure. like one of the only things I can actually pay attention to. What was that anime you first mentioned, the one with the paintings? It's called High, High Rise Invasion. It's on Netflix right now. There's only one season. Wait, the anime with the panties? Paname. Paname. Panty May. That's like a subgenre. <laughs> yeah. I still, whenever you watch Golden Boy... That's one I'm eager for all of us to sit down and talk about it. We could do it one episode per episode of Golden Boy. I'm down to do that. I almost bought a Golden Boy animation cell. Um, oh, man, that would be. But it got a little expensive. Yeah. Like, a little... In hindsight, I probably should have bought it. Mm. But yeah. But at the time, it was very much like, oh, I don't know. No, I totally understand that. But uh, Golden Boy is a tough one because it's like... I love Golden Boy, but there are some stipulations to Golden Boy. Uh, you have to watch the English dub. Yep. You, you have to. Yep. Um, I, would, I wouldn't I would do it any other way. I, okay. I can only... 
I have to watch English dubs because gotcha. a lot of times what I'm doing is like I'll set my phone, like I'll go in for lunch, I'll set my phone up on the cabinet, and I'll start making my food. And you're listening. And I'm listening. Gotcha. And if something like goes, <gasps> I'll like stop and go and look real quick. Oh. But for the most part, I'm just listening to the dialogue. So yeah. I, if it's not English, I I got to be watching the subs, obviously, and that keep I can't do that. So well, it's no problem. See, back in the back in the nineties, um, <laughs> English dubs were really bad. Yeah, they're great now. I honestly think that they're that they're great now. I watch them subtitled. But it's mainly just because that's how I grew up, right? But I mean, like we watch it, everything subtitled. But yeah, I'm, I, I get it. The Eng, but I mean, English dubs—they're perfectly fine now. But they used to be absolute trash, like yeah. laughably so. Um, Is that why I need to watch Golden Boy with English dub? Y- yes and no, uh, because the it's, ma- it's the best. It's the best voice performance I've heard in. in in fiction, <laughs> it's not a it. It's weird because it oh, is. Man. It's but yeah, it, it, only only Kentaro though. It, everyone else right. is. Everyone else is absolutely what you expect from a cheap '90s yeah. anime, um, where it's just so it's Doug Smith. Is that the guy who does I, I think Kentaro? That's, I think man. that's his name. But God I, bless I don't Doug know Smith because sure, he but. he brought it. He brought it. On a level, on a once in a generation level, for I mean, Kentaro, especially for like the yeah for the period, it's really it's. I wouldn't say that it's. I would say that it's great because it is so funny and it, it is a comedy anime. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, you know what I mean. Like his yep. performance is great for for what the anime what is trying is. to do, right. trying to make you laugh, and he does a really good yep. job of making yep. making me laugh. But just seven episodes. Yeah, or it's it short. Six episodes? It's. Six or seven. It's somewhere in there. Shit, I could burn that up in an afternoon. Oh, yeah. You could. You could. But I'd also, because of of High Rise Invasion, the way you make it sound, it's got the, you know, sort of the pervy angle, but also the serious, the dark. It is. And it, to me, is the, it's very much reminds me of kind of like, it's got a Squid Game feel to it. Yeah, because like see that. it's a situation where, of course, in Squid Game they know why they're there. They fucking volunteered to be there, but in this one they just sort of appear in this realm, and the whole thing is geared. And it's this is no spoiler, but it's geared around a quest for the perfect god, because you know God has to factor in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- there's some really interesting characters. the 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 lead characters are like you know high school girls and they can be a little bit grating but i think that's for me that's new but i also know that's probably not uncommon tropey yeah it is a little tropey and you know but it doesn't bother me i i thought it was really good i thought it was it it really held my attention and i wanted to see more i think you'll like high school of the dead then High school, of, High the school dead. of the dead. Okay, so because I do like that sort yeah, of, I could see. That. I do like that sort of sexy, pervy angle to it. You know, I don't need mm-hmm. it to be crazy, like you know, pornographic. Did you would definitely like High School of the Dead? But there's something neat. I like just some. I like that kind of. I get they it. They stick it in there like the old. Why do you think candy? I started watching it? Hey, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was definitely. A... I feel like because you know I watch a lot of old horror movies too, sure. and like '80s horror 
campy horror films are my favorite because of that. I get it. That sex is injected in there just well, enough yeah. to yeah. make it titillating, but at the same well, time, it's kind of scary and, and it's kind of fun. Also, it's funny. like really f- fucking smart, like hook them while they're young kind of angle sure. because it's like, dude, when I was 11 years old, here were my options. Anime and horror movies. Right. Where it's like, I want to I want to see a little bit of something. Those are my two go-to oh. options. And it's like, okay. And then cut to 30 years later. Yeah. It's like, well, I like this stuff. I'm finding it now in the last you know year. I've found myself, I'm actually, I think I'm a fucking anime fan. Because I, I think keep watching it. Definitely and I keep are. enjoying <laughs> the shit out of it. And I keep wanting to see more. And like, uh, I even, like with this high-rise invasion, I even yeah. went so far as to go and look at some of the drawings. Some of the manga, that yeah. scanned oh. in of the manga. Mm-hmm. Manga, excuse me. You're and, good. Uh, now it's a little bit more, a little bit more explicit. There's like actual nudity. They cut that out of the show. I think they're trying to draw sort of a boundary there. Of we're not going to have actual nudity in here, but they might. I don't know because I don't know much about um, this show. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be able to purchase a version. Uh, oh, that's that, like uncensored. That that in. That, I don't know if that's still a thing that production companies do but it's definitely a thing that they used to do yeah well some of the some of the cells i or the you know the drawings i saw were censored um so it may be that that, like with blocks yeah like you know it was drawn Uh but then someone put a big black box over the part that maybe wasn't allowed to be shown in japan or whatever i don't know but uh, anyway, it's a good, it's a cool little show. Cool. And I liked it a lot. So anybody that's interested, tell me what you think if you watch it. I, I think it was really fun. Had a lot of fun with it. And and again, I got to bring this up one more time. Stranger Things. Do you guys watch that show? No, I don't. I downloaded it. I haven't watched it. The latest season. I haven't watched. I haven't started yet. I never I want to. I hear you can order a pizza with your mind you though. Can. That's about all I know about Stranger <laughs> Things. There's a point. couple of things about it. Uh, there's. The uh, there's a pizza van that plays a central role in the movie, mm, and okay. the the phone number on the pizza van you can call it Ugh. and get a recording. You know <laughs> okay. that have I love when and shows. it's not some Korean guy's number who's pissed nope. off nope. that, that it's a they real used it. Thing that they actually <laughs> bought the number. <laughs> oh, that's a good game. <laughs> they bought the number. Yeah, right. No, it wasn't that. But uh, wouldn't it be great if it was that guy? Oh my god! I think <laughs> that. that, poor, I think that, that no, no. Man. But Stranger Things, like, we're gonna get in on this joke, but we're actually gonna pay you money, right? Yeah, <laughs> and it's like so we're gonna this get you time. Set up. We're gonna make it right. Uh, I gotta tell you, I have said this before. I think I don't know if I said it on the show or what. Stranger, Th- aside from the monsters and the you know the all that crap that goes, so that show is my childhood sure yeah. that is exactly the way we were when we I remember were kids. You, i remember you saying that and, and this season was no different there's this one scene at the very end of the season that is going fucking viral right now and i just think it's so ironic because it's basically you know uh did you have you heard that there's a kate bush song that has like gotten really Blow popular the fuck up. no yep it was called Running Up That Hill. Miss Wuthering was, Heights or something. I think it's, the, it's yeah. that now it's the record for the longest it gap broke, in... It broke in, three records. Yeah. <laughs> the song Running Up That Hill plays a central part in the show. Okay. It was out in 86, which is when this season takes place. Okay. And because of the show, that song uh, hit the charts again. Either the most played on iTunes or YouTube, whatever. 
there was a record set there and a record set for the oldest performer to chart, you know, and something else. It was like huge, awesome. right? Uh, well, it's starting to happen again, only with Master of Puppets. What? And it because that song is played at the end. That's in, a lot a more very, exciting to me. In a very <laughs> crucial scene. And I'm, again, I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah. But I swear to you, I was sitting there watching this with my wife. And that he's, the guy in question starts playing the song on a guitar. And I just lost my shit because I love Metallica. Yeah. And I started loving Metallica back then. Sure. And at the time that this took place, Master of Puppets had only been out for like two months. Yeah. And of course, so all the haters are now saying, well, he wouldn't have known how to play Master of Puppets already. It's only been out for two months. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. When, that, <laughs> when that album came out, all the guitar players and bass players and the drummers in the world were trying to play those songs. Like, instantly but it was it was just an unforgettable moment and it was so awesome and uh, it's starting to happen where people are starting to look at master of puppets and Meta old metallica yeah and like getting into it and, i mean i even see like gatekeeping posts like somebody posted on twitter sorry that doesn't sorry. surprise me no <laughs> shit no shit someone posts on twitter at, at metallica Sorry, Metallica, for all the fake fans because of Stranger Things 4. Was Metallica, it Because that would have been hilarious. No, that would have been funny. <laughs> Metallica responds with, we don't have a problem with people liking our music. It doesn't matter who they are. And they might even <laughs> actually does find other music that they like. whether or not they pay for it. But they have to pay for it. <laughs> yep. I was about to say, because I remember music clicked with me in the era of Metallica is ruining everything. Yeah, <laughs> they did. I'm not gonna lie. Lars was a Lars and his buddies were having a yeah. heyday with that. So one. I was like, I love this Napster thing. What's what are they trying to take away from me? <laughs> Who is this Metallica? But anyway, Metallica, <laughs> the I Power just, Rangers villain. <laughs> yeah, Metallica. <laughs> We had a good time with that one, and I again, I can't wait for anyone that watches Stranger Things wants to hit me up on Discord. I'd love to talk about it because those kids were me and my friends. It was so cool. I think most people are watching it. I think, like, it's, I think so I'm an outlier. They broke Netflix. I mean, Netflix. I mean, I, broke. I want to. I just have yeah, I just, the opportunity. I, they broke up the season. Like there was like eight episodes, and then there was a like two month break, and then the nine and ten episode came out like last weekend or something. And apparently Netflix went down in some places because so many people were trying to watch it all at once. Wow. It's a huge, it's a huge thing. It's the biggest thing Netflix has ever done. I know it is. And but what, like 11 other people, like people passed on it before Netflix was like, oh, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's made a huge, huge splash. And I, it's, it's some of the best TV out there, honestly. I really dig yeah. that show, and I like that they've continued to keep it interesting. It's not to say that each season is a little different because they're all kind of the same mm -hmm. theme, but they do such a great job of tying all the different bits and pieces of information throughout the seasons together that it's just it's pretty great. Yeah, like flawless. lost, but with planning. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they have a plan. Uh, Not just changing things on the fly because people on the internet guessed correctly. <laughs> see, right. <laughs> Which so, is fun. The first, <laughs> I mean, it's fun. Yeah. But it, it does get to a point where it is like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I'll still, I'll compare everything like that to playing Jacob's D20 modern game. 
and Jacob building up this. <laughs> I mean, he planned for hours for this huge fight, and he wanted it to be a big twist. And like, as soon as he introduced, as soon as we started that episode, as soon as we started, like five minutes in, Josh realizes the twist, says it out loud, and Jacob loses his goddamn mind. He <laughs> says, fuck it, you're fighting him. Fuck it. He don't, I don't even have to explain to you why. I'm not fucking with it. You ruined it. You're fighting him. <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> you ruined it. Oh, man, he was so bad. You ruined everything. Yeah. Josh is like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll kill him. <laughs> That's, yeah, I guess I wasn't there, but I definitely oh, can man. see this all playing out. And that is like, that's Especially. Josh's gift. Mm. If I if I want to lay it down breadcrumbs, Josh won't fucking get it. But if I don't want you to know, Josh fucking hones in on it exactly. Mm. Anyway, that is... Yeah, Wiz and Sage's TV talk. I don't. Oh, yeah. I I don't watch a lot. High Rise Invasion, Stranger Things four, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Wiz and Sage says, "Check it out." Make time for Spy Family. It's for what now? Spy Family. Spy it's family. an anime okay. that's just ended its first season. Okay. It's very very good. Cool. Um, it is. Uh, I think you would like it a lot. Okay. Like, I mean, it's just one of those where it is just, it's super well done. Um, I honestly don't want to give a whole lot of details away. It's kind of one of those where it's just like the journey is a lot of fun and it's a pretty wholesome. Okay. It's a pretty wholesome anime and it's, um, but it's very funny. Got a lot of good action. It's kind of been like the big one of this season. Um, a lot of people have said the season's been kind of a flop, and, yeah. but this one has been like this is the one. Well, see, it's funny because I've had, you know, normally I take stuff like this with a grain of salt. I have had so many people come at me about anime. You guys, uh, my both my sons, mm. you know, we're all just excited people. that you've. Well, discovered and I know, it. and I love that because you know I have at the there would be a point in my life where I would have said nah. Right. No, I'm not going to do that. Well, I started doing it, and so far, every time someone has said, "Try this one, you'll like it," I that I have, you know. Yeah. So it's been fun. I haven't yeah. watched any of the shit I normally watch. Like I'm way behind on other shit because I keep watching anime, but I'm okay with that because for me, it's fresh. For me, it's something I haven't yes, totally seen there. before. I'm like watching um, JoJo today, and one of the things they end. The, the end credit. One of the apparently the developer or the the writers of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure are super into classic rock bands. Yeah, so they a lot name, of references. Like one of the characters <laughs> well, that's exactly name, up your alley. Then it is one of the characters' names is Master Ton Petty. T O N Petty. Um, one of the guys' names is like Robert E O Speedwagon. Right. I mean, that's not even subtle <laughs> at all. All the stands and but stuff too. I'm, I'm going through after. Getting the advice to start it again, I go through the first episode or the second episode of the first season. The and I'm hearing in the back, they're getting you can tell the episode's getting ready to ramp up and end, right? They're going to end on something big, and right, at, they're starting. Right, I'm hearing this song, and I'm like hearing this music that I totally, completely recognize. And I'm like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. is that <laughs> yes? <laughs> it's a song called <laughs> Roundabout, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's yeah. called Roundabout by Yes. And I'm like, holy holy shit, they're playing Roundabout. And they play like a good chunk of it. And then I yeah. actually watched through the credits to hear the rest of the song. <laughs> and I was just standing there eating my carrot, just grinning ear to ear. And Tanya looks around at me and she's like, 
everything cool? I'm like, oh, you don't even fucking know. <laughs> a time so... traveler made this for me to hear four years <laughs> exactly. later. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it was so cool. Anyway. Well, I'll, I'll drop Golden Boy, High School of the Dead, and Prison School in our Discord chat. Okay. So. And spy, you put Spy and Family, spy family. Okay. Yeah, it's Spy X Family. Okay. All right. If, if you're if you're searching for it with um, written word, but it's really good. Cool. Recommend. High recommend. I'll try it. Uh, I also have been playing because I don't watch a lot of stuff. I play a lot of games. Um, I've played. I've put almost a full work week into Final Fantasy. I saw. It's like forty hours played, <laughs> dude. No. I know. I felt bad. <laughs> I was like, God, I haven't played. I, I enjoy enough. it a lot. It's not like I'm. I'm not complaining. It's yeah. been it's dessert. It's it's feel good time. It's been a lot of fun, especially because it's like I wanted to give myself a reason to get excited about it. Um, so that's why I got the Pixel Remaster because uh-huh. I was like, okay, well, this would be kind of a new way to do this. And like, I've played through Final Fantasy VI probably twice on the Super Nintendo, uh-huh. and then like since then, I've played it maybe I've started it probably a dozen times and played through the um first four hours and then just kind of been like okay cool that was that was the bite that so i needed. that was fun yeah okay. that yeah. was the bite that i needed and now i can you know keep up with the the other stuff um so i guess my point is that like that's like man that's a that's what i like to do i like to play games and so like i've been playing that a lot and then um double dragon three uh because it is the the weekly challenge on uh, the forum that I'm involved in, and it's um, that is a game that I would love to talk to you guys about for an episode okay. sometime sure. because now, is um, this on Super Nintendo or is this a Nintendo? This game? is NES. NES. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and it is, I think, pretty interesting. I don't think that it's a great game, but I think that is also what's going to make it fun to talk sure. about. Let's do it <laughs> because it's good. Because it is not so great. Oh, okay. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's bad. I know how. I know how showing go, recording a <laughs> podcast goes. <laughs> I don't think it's. I honestly don't think it's that bad. But I also have found that I'm super forgiving with NES games. Super, I'm so much more forgiving with NES games than I am Super Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, a Super Nintendo game, I can shit on. All day, you fuckers had no time to figure this out. Right, Fuck you. I know, right? It does. It is kind of like it is kind of that. But like NES games, I don't know. Maybe it's just the quaintness. But like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of times where it's like I find the jank endearing in an NES game, mm-hmm. and I don't find that same thing endearing in a Super Nintendo game. I don't know why. It's all right. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> I play Flappy as well, an NES game uh, that is a puzzle. Uh, a push block puzzle game. Oh. Not a fan of that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, but if you're looking for something that's kind of like Adventures of Lolo, but like more frustrating than that, mm. give it a go. <laughs> you play as a little chick that pushes boulders around, and you're, the goal is to get like, there's one blue boulder. They all look like meatballs. So like there's one blue meatball and then like brown meatballs. And it's like the goal is to get the blue meatball to like the bl- a blue platform, mm, okay. uh, and so it's the whole. You just see the, it's back when Nintendo gave like it's like you beat a board and then go to the next board. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you see the whole screen. Yeah. Everything's right there. 
Solomon's Key style. Solomon's Key style. Yes, but this is like an unfriendly Solomon's Key, <laughs> which I feel like is oh, saying a lot. Oh. There's 200 levels in this thing. Oh, damn. And here's what's super frustrating about it is like the, the meatballs all move on a grid, but your chick does not. Doesn't seem like it would be that bad. I mean, it sounds like it's not great. Maybe just a minor inconvenience. But what sucks is you can destroy your boulders. And um, you can destroy your boulders by, like, accidentally bumping it when it's next to a wall. Uh, and when you destroy a boulder, it's typically like, well, this puzzle's unsolvable now. Like, I fi- like uh. there, so many times I'd figure out the solution. It's very friendly in that you can pause the game. And it doesn't throw up a big screen that's like, sorry, yeah, we're not going to give yeah. you time to think. It, it, you can like, see like it. like pausing a Pornhub video. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I just burn right through them. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever click, paused click, one. Click, click, click. <laughs> I'm usually like, can I skip through this faster? <laughs> Get to a good part. Get to a good part. Uh, but like, yeah, man, it's like you can, you like, so many times I'd solve the puzzle and then be like, all right, I got to move this here, this there, this there, got it. And then immediately, oh, I destroyed my boulder. Um, you're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. It would be a nice one to play with save states, I think, because then you can just oh, like, yeah. well, I've, oh, fuck that up. Let's fuck go that up. Rewind Let's go back. Yeah. That, was, that would be the enjoyable way to play it, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, no other really big news for me other than. Um, Guess I'm a Pepsi guy now. Uh, I saw you were drinking <laughs> Pepsi Zero Sugar. I got to tell you, this stuff's really good. Mm. I I had it. They got me through Taco Bell because they don't have Coke there. Mm-hmm. So I was because Pepsi owns them. No, oh, I didn't know that. They own them, Pizza Hut, and KFC. Wow. Yeah. It's all under that Pepsi is umbrella. That, it used to be. Yum, it. I yum think is under yeah. Pepsi. Yes, I believe wow. it is. Unless. I, I don't know. I know at one point Pepsi owned all those brands. And what cable company owns Pepsi? Sharmart Wigs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um, yeah, no, I I tried Pepsi Zero Sugar and uh, was like, holy shit, this tastes like like a non diet soda. So I drank that, and so like I started getting that every time I go to Taco Bell, and then I was just like, man. I want to try, what, what do these taste like canned? And I think they're really good. I think the, the, the answer is, I think they're better than, I think it's better than Coke Zero. I went, mm. well, I don't drink the Zero Sugar, obviously. For, sure. I've mentioned that 100,000 times. But we switched to Pepsi. When I drink soda, we don't drink much anymore. But I switched to Pepsi like three or four years ago from Coke, and I'm hooked. I love Pepsi. Yeah. I like it way better than Coke now. And I was a Coke dude my whole life but i'm about that pepsi tip now so. the way i explained it to nikki was the shelf life on this pepsi zero sugar is like 1000 times longer than a coke zero cuz like coke zero man i love i love a coke zero when it is damn near frozen right mm-hmm. where it's like fuck I me mean, it's awesome 10 minutes later yeah you crack it open and it goes <laughs> goodbye <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 10 minutes later, it's like, huh, this isn't very good anymore. (laughs) But this, the Pepsi Zero Sugar, what I do like about it is like, it 
I don't know. It's the, it feels just like holds its flavor, it, yeah, and its carbonation it, a little better. I don't know about the uh, the carbonations. I've, I've kind of given up on carbonation. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I you mean? You get that in the first couple of drinks, right. and, then and then it's like whatever. It crap is crapshoot. Yeah, that. it yeah, is I what it, it is. But like I don't know something like the the warmer. I think this goes with any soda, in my opinion. But like the warmer a Coke Zero gets the worse it gets mm-hmm. and it gets worse faster than a Pepsi zero sugar does. Okay. And the other thing is like, it's weird, man, but it's like, I can, and this also might be a, a con depending on how you look at it, but it's like, I can open a Pepsi zero sugar and I can chug it. I cannot chug a Coke zero. Like it's just something about, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's almost like the Coke zeros. My body is just like I think that's a solid, dude. Don't, <laughs> but, but like this is car cleaner. Stop it. <laughs> Which I mean, I still drink Coke Zero, like from restaurants and stuff. But in the house, switch to switch to the Pepsi Zero Sugar. Pepsi Man has finally gotten finally to got me. Well, you know, Pepsi Dave is the choice of a new generation. You can't <laughs> deny it. I mean, it gets to you eventually. Well, yeah, we, we switched to Pepsi because Melissa Holy had an shit. aspartame intolerance. Look at she us! She was all about diet Coke. Fucking three Pepsi boys here. Then, like, she was having MS type symptoms. Yeah, aspartame is. It turns the out worst. it was the aspartame. So we switched to diet Pepsi. Stop. Went I think, away. I think diet. Pe- I think it use, they use sucralose. Maybe. Yeah. I have no idea. And then, yeah, so Melissa's been fine ever since. Like, to the point, the, like, our hands were locking maybe, up and shit. Aspartame maybe. gives me a migraine headache. All that diet shit does. Even the even the stuff in the new... I still can't drink the new stuff, but it's more tolerable to me than, like, aspartame or back when saccharin was a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, is saccharin not a thing anymore? No. Oh, yeah? No, they stopped using saccharin. I gotta I, tell I'm you. I'm certain they did. I don't know what the fuck... I don't know what's in anything I put in my body. You know, I got the vaccinations <laughs> or whatever. You, know? <laughs> you, got the, you got the 5G, like, you're safe. I don't question shit, I guess. <laughs> That's my point. Where it's like, I don't know, this kill me, fucking bring it on. I know what business daddy tells me to do. <laughs> <laughs> How much of this do I have to drink, Mr. Pepsi, before I die? <laughs> <laughs> they won't let me smoke the cigarettes anymore. <laughs> Did you see the oh shit? It was on, I saw it on maybe it was on Reddit or on TikTok. The guy who he drank twenty five liters of Cola? Pepsi a day and died. Well, no, he finally <laughs> went to a hypnotist, and for the first time in twenty five years, can't stop quacking. <laughs> And now he won't go to work. <laughs> He's like, for the first time in 25, he worked at a grocery store. So you get it cheaper and, uh, and readily available. It's the employee discount. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, most of my paycheck went back to buying the Pepsi. Pepsi. He tried to get hired at Pepsi, and they were like, uh, I don't think we so. See what's, no, right? no. Yeah. We see what's going on here. You don't drink your own supply, sir. <laughs> That's why banks are like, you have been convicted of bank robbery? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Try again. Well, he got yeah got hypnotized to break his addiction, and then he's like, yeah, I drank water for the first time in 25 years. Because it was exclusively Pepsi. Wow. 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 <laughs> I drink water every day, but I also drink a lot of soda. Because water's in Pepsi. There's plenty of water in beer. That's a- <laughs> I drink the water and the coffee, and that's it now. I don't drink <laughs> anything but water, co- well, and tea, iced tea. I do unsweet tea, coffee, and then I, drink, I try to make a soda rare. So I gotta cut, I'm with you. I got to cut the caffeine. I just can't. That, it's just one of those where no, it's I'll like never cut caffeine. I need to. I, I will do it. It's just I'm not 
I'm not ready to do that right yet. Mm. <laughs> it's like, I got to like, if I can get my mind aligned with like what I need to do, it won't be a problem. But right now it's just like, it, like when I was joking earlier where it's like, I can't smoke. So it's, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I take solace in like what little vices sure. I have. And oh. it's like, caffeine is one of those. And it's like, I know it needs to go real soon, but it's just not, it's, not, not yet. It's hard to put the whoopee down. Dude. Not I get yet. It. I get it. Well, you guys want to take a break before we dive into Final Fantasy VI? Yeah, sure. man. Let's, let's, some CXNs. Some all this motherfucking all CXNs. Final Fantasy CXNs. <laughs> We're back in a, right. a nice, cool garage. Mm-hmm. So Final Fantasy VI, part one. So we had talked about how we were going to do it. We still wanted to follow our same format. Since the other was two episodes, we could split this one into World of Balance, World of Ruin. It'll probably fit pretty nicely. So this episode will only be about the World of Balance section of Final Fantasy VI. But following our own format, so Final Fantasy VI... Go to Toys R Us. You're looking through stuff. You don't know what Final Fantasy Final Fantasy is. You see the Final Fantasy VI box art. What do you think? What's your expectations of this game? Man, <laughs> I wouldn't know what the no. fuck it is. No, I wouldn't either. Anyway, no. whatsoever. No, and I wouldn't have played this in middle school had it like not been recommended to me. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it was just like I never would have just picked this up off a store shelf. With the with the. Commercial. Have you seen the commercial, Ian? No. Oh, the, the commercial. Would the commercial amazing. help you in any way whatsoever? <laughs> no. Well, it would have helped Square. Because oh, you're you're the mouse thing blowing shit up. Okay. <laughs> I love that commercial so much. It's Mog interviewing. Mog is a character from the game. He's the he's the koala bear looking mascot essentially. Um, and we it, know it's a Moogle. We're just trying to talk generically, everybody, who's like, but they fucking forgot it's a Moogle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point. I was just, t- yeah, because, Ian, I didn't know. I don't know if you know what a Moogle is. I do not. know oh, what okay, a Moogle okay. is Sorry. now. I do now. But when I saw the box, if I saw the box art, I would have thought, is this some sort of Pokemon thing? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. medieval Pokemon, because it's got a big sword, you know. Sword, uh, but something sword. hanging off the sword. Which yeah. is a weird choice for Mog, I'll say. Yep. <laughs> he can't even wield a sword. Where's his lance? <laughs> <laughs> if it was the aura lance, I'd understand. <laughs> but I didn't know anything about it, and looking at the box art, I would have thought it was some kind of medieval quest with Pokemon yeah. of some sort, you know, and I guess kind to an extent it's not too far from that but the, the technology aspect Magisider of it, Pokemon it's a medieval steampunky quest okay yeah. the technology <laughs> side of it sort of surprised me a little bit I wasn't prepared for that you know just yeah. I didn't know anything about it going in and I still don't know much about it because I probably got through maybe a 16th of the game before we recorded <laughs> yeah. so I hope that Kefka doesn't say at one point in the game, when Kefka's going nuts, doesn't say "gotta catch them all" and throws up and gathers all the magicide because it would fit. He, he, I've been playing the remaster. I can tell you that he doesn't, but he does make two D's nuts references. I don't know if that's gonna like make or break it for you. Uh, General D's nuts. <laughs> At one point, he does say that his tower is lit. 
Okay. No, <laughs> that works. I haven't got to that point yet. I don't know. He probably does, though. <laughs> Man, this poison in Doma slaps. <laughs> right, so. It's bussing. <laughs> <laughs> this train is bu- <laughs> bussing the dead to the other side. <laughs> Right. Uh, it's a weird. The box art is weird because typically North and, American and two is equally as vague. You know, if we think about if, it, if not more, yeah, because there's not even an animal on it. Yeah, there's just <laughs> just words on that. But like North American box art, like notoriously takes things that are kind of cute and makes them badass. Kirby is like a great example, For sure. Yeah, but it's like this is the complete opposite. Well, I shouldn't say it's the opposite because like. Final Fantasy VI box art is real minimalistic mm-hmm. and very like high art, I guess is the mm-hmm. way that I would put it, which I mean, there's some truth to that. What do the kids like nowadays? And it's, yeah, I mean, what we got in North America is definitely not badass. I think, I feel mm-hmm. like putting the sword, like adding the sword was like <laughs> the like the compromise there where it's like, you can put that Moogle on the box, but he's fucking holding a weapon of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, it's kind of weird. So what would your expectations be looking at that? Yeah. Probably something I'd I I knew enjoy. what to expect. I, mean, I think I, I, again, I, yeah. I thought it was going to be some medieval thing, some yeah. you know whatever with with cute animals. I guess I don't know, but I knew what it was. So uh, you know, the box art didn't really shape my perspective now. But sure. putting myself in those shoes, probably that's what I would have expected. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought I would like it if I didn't know what it was. I would have been confused and assumed like, okay, I wouldn't like whatever this is. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked it up. But oh I, yeah, but I I mean, but that's also because I'm a kid who doesn't have money, and you know what I mean. It's kind of one of those things. Base it on the picture. I base it on the picture on the box mm-hmm. when I'm a kid because I don't sure. I don't know. If you yeah, know yeah. The internet. You Flip it around, it. see what those thumbnails mm-hmm. look like. What do mm-hmm. the graphics look like? Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, I was I loved Mog. I mean, like yep. When I played, my first playthrough, yep, I saw yeah, about Mog. yeah, man, and it's like. Every so like every playthrough since then, I've used Mog less and less and less. That that is one when we get to three bad things that some something, Mog something takes about up three of those. something about Mog takes up one of my one of my <laughs> bad things about this game. Oh, I know. I, I might. I would guess. <laughs> but so a movie. If we were to compare this game to a movie or a celebrity. Oh. Well, for me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Ha- I, I, strangely enough, it's going to sound weird. I picked Naruto. Okay. And the reason. Tread carefully. Probably not because. <laughs> You're taking two things I love and don't sell them nice no, about them. No, no. <laughs> I've heard about Naruto forever. I've never watched it. I'm just glad you're saying Naruto and not, you know, Naruto. Right. The way that we used to say it. We definitely used to say it. I said, I wrote, you know, I've heard about forever. I've never watched it, and I don't get why it's as popular as it is, but that's not because I have anything inherently against it, but who has time to watch 220 episodes? Okay, of, fair. You know, fair. Again, fair. this was a time thing for There me. are only 750 and, episodes between Naruto and Naruto right. Shippuden. <laughs> it's a time... Th- that, that's where I was going with that. It's a time thing. I, I have never heard of... I've never thought to play these because I know they're time-intensive, mm-hmm. and to get the full effect, you got to be... 12 and have the whole summer ahead of you with nothing mm-hmm. better to do and not have to that helps. work and that go helps. to school and things. I would say it's not a requirement, but it definitely does it's help. It's not a requirement, but it helps. Yeah. 
for me, it's kind of a requirement. You know, I I found the time to get the feel for it and and played as and I did enjoy it. What I played of it, and I think I'm gonna keep playing and get as far as I can. Um, yeah, I had a few things in my list of good and bad as well mm -hmm. on my first impressions. And this is, you're just, you're getting the new perspective from me here because having never okay. done it, yeah. having never played it, I did like it and I, I, I enjoyed playing it. It's just, I feel like I, it's going to be sort of lost on me because I'm not going to be able to find the time that I need to play, play it the way it's mm. deserved to be played. So... Definitely not a casual game. From no, it it requires a commitment. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, if we can do three Scott Pilgrims in a row, you know, we'll have time to play another well, that's twenty true. percent of it. I thought <laughs> I thought about that. You know, we'll probably have more time between these episodes. So we I had can a get week. a little farther. We had one. We just had one we week. just had one week. Yeah, and having never played it, I mean, I got lost a bunch. Or, I got oh, yeah. you know, it was. It do was, you play a lot of? And you, but you play a lot of. JRPGs from the '90s, though, right? So you've got like a working I don't vocabulary of all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think I've ever played a JRPG right. in my life. So, so I mean, my, yeah. my first blind playthrough had to be like 120 hours. You know, just exploring, walking to every inch of the map, sure. trying to land on every piece of land, sure. and just trying to milk everything I possibly can out of it. I do think that this is a good first one to play, but even then, I mean, the barrier to entry is uh, it's pretty high because i Tyler I'm similar to you I mean my first playthrough wasn't entirely blind because you know I'd get stuck and I would call Lord Matt and be like hey what do I do here and he would help me so I mean like but it was still probably like 80 hours I yeah. mean it was but I enjoyed all of it well and know? I got I got so stuck and I'll get to this eventually I guess I don't know if now's oh, the time sure Where'd you get I stuck? I was looking for the castle, the very the very beginning of the game oh, when you go looking, looking for, for Figaro. 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 Yep. Is it Figaro, Figaro? I think both are applicable. Okay. I couldn't find the fucking thing. I walked around in the desert. This is what I was talking about earlier. I was walking around in the desert aimlessly, hitting an encounter every 50 and it's a rough, And it's a rough place in time to be hitting but, those. Like, I totally understand. Hey. but uh, My we, beautiful wife is here. Yeah. You going to record with us? Ooh. That mic, we get to make that mic live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I gotta go. You gotta go. You brought okay. everything. <laughs> she did. It's nice to you. see you. What are these? Natural she and artificial flavored filled donuts. No, she, brought us, she brought us Phil's donuts. Phil's donuts? Filled donuts. Oh. Two. P H I L apostrophe D? <laughs> Two. <laughs> F I L L E D. The P H is silent. If Phil ever starts making porn, it better be filled. Filled. <laughs> it better be filled muffins. Phil, 20 percent of all profits from filled need to go to me. Use that. <laughs> I. Uh, but no, I found myself wandering around, running into a lot of encounters, which is fine because it helped me understand the mechanics of the mm -hmm. game. It helped me, you know, because like at first you're wandering around in these mechs and you're doing the thing, and you've got all these awesome powers and she's bound you know Tara, Tara is bound up and she's under their control but you fight as her as well and she's like got bio blast and got all these power and yep. I'm like hey this is cool and then they nerf you to start the game yep. right and then you go and you and so I built up a lot of experience got a lot of gold and did that but I was also getting frustrated with trying to find 
where the fuck it was because I was playing on my Retroid. The screen is the size of, you know, a postage stamp effectively, and I couldn't see the map very well. Uh, and so I ended up going to YouTube and watching someone play it up to a point. That's fair. To see how to get to the castle mm -hmm. so I could move forward. And I did sure. that and kind of like you calling your friend, you know, it's just I got to... I got to move forward with this somehow, or I'm going to quit. And, I'm and there's already... no there's no chocobo staples in Narsh either, is there? So that, no. that makes that harder anyway. Yeah, it was a walk, and, yeah. and once I found it, I was like, I have been walking in this vicinity. I know I was walking in this vicinity. I'd go up to where okay, maybe I got to go around here, but then that land is too narrow to pass through, and. Go over here, and it's like this is a secret passageway to South Figaro. I was about but you to say, can't get there right now because you're not. I hadn't gotten to. Was it the cave the that you were having a, a, a problem finding, or the desert? Like this it castle was the in castle the desert. In the desert, I kept walking around it somehow. Really. And eventually I made my way to it when I saw it on the YouTube video. I was like, God damn it. And finally I walked right. I mean, I took, I had, I, I just mean, it's in it. the middle. It is. It is. I know. I don't know how I did that. I turned it off, you know, and it was just kind of saved. Well, at I can this see point. your gamer's instinct as to not head to the prize, to sort of look around all the edges and not miss anything. I could, I could, I can get hugged. And I may have that. missed some dialogue that said, it's right in the middle. No. But no, I somehow didn't. missed it and then finally got there. And I there. can imagine the map being pretty unclear, like the, the it, overworld map you have in the corner. Like it was. And plus, it was this big to me, yeah. tiny, like I'm, you know, an inch. I need to get another, I need to upgrade my handheld game and go, go with. Something that has a bigger screen because my eyesight's not what it used to be, but I can't always hook up. Like my Retroid doesn't hook up to my little portable monitor because it gets like this weird line right down the middle that screws up the graphics. So hmm. I don't know if it's a cable thing or what. But anyway, that's where I was kind of running into problems. I Finally, I get to the castle, and then everything's just going smooth. I get it. I understand it. You know, get to the point where the castle submerges which I thought was cool as hell. I did not yeah. see that coming. So I was like, ooh, and then they jump on the chocobos and ride away, and the yeah. castle submerges, and I was like, okay, this is really neat. And then I wandered around in the desert looking for South Figaro for another hour. Same problem. You know, I finally found that. And the thing with the chocobo, like after you leave, then you're on a chocobo. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really tell you how to ride a chocobo or what's going on. The, you're like in the, mode seven or whatever, yeah. and I, I, I crazy don't, music. And they do give you a tutorial in the remaster. I can't remember if I that, didn't get one. If in that, this, that, that I, they do it no, in the original version. I remember the. I mean, I suit whenever first time I played through the game, I'm suddenly on a chocobo, and I'm like, oh, cool, and I dismount immediately. Get off. <laughs> well, yeah. that was, no explanation. <laughs> what am I doing? Where to go? What can I do? Yeah, that was one of my problems. And I rode around, and I was having a lot of trouble controlling the thing. Because I this is my first real experience with mode seven, and I'm like, what? In the, but I did like that there were no encounters. But yep. then I hit X or whatever, and yeah. dismount, and now I'm walking around looking for the for the next place, and I find I found that one on my own, and that's where I am now. I've kind of picked South Figaro clean. I don't know what to do next, but I'm gonna figure it out. But and again, it was. It was neat. I, I found all this hidden crap and and oh, there's a lot of yeah, hidden stuff. In, a lot of hidden in there. stuff in there, and got to armor up and get some. Oh, and I found you know figured out optimum. Yep. Uh, didn't know what that was <laughs> until 
I was out doing battle. Well, I did. I was. I didn't do battle, or did I? I can't remember. It was like after I bought some stuff in South Figaro, and I was doing battle, and I was trying to pick and choose what to assign my characters after I bought the stuff, mm-hmm. and then I saw Optimum, and I was like, "Huh, what's this do?" And it just puts all the best shit you have that you can have on this particular character on them. And yep. It makes it the strongest. And I was like, oh, sweet. That was such a relief. <laughs> and then I got the fast shoes relic. Hell yeah, sprint shoes. Which made a huge difference to yep. me. So, I mean, it's improving, you know, and I, it's just a learning curve. And, yeah. I've, like I've in all, in all subsequent versions, you just press a button to sprint. Oh, really? And you can buy sprint shoes and go twice as fast as that. Oh, okay. But only that original SNES version, yeah, you're slow as shit unless you equip the sprint shoes on somebody. But that's just been first-time experience, you know. I think as I play more, it'll become a little bit more familiar mm-hmm. to me. I didn't have a problem adjusting to the battle mechanics. I understood what I was supposed to do. I understood that... You know, Terra has a cure, and there's so much mana, and you've got all this whatever, but I could use cure to heal, and, you know, uh, Locke could steal, and so I, like, totally stocked up on tonics and antidotes and stuff because I would steal every time it was his turn. I yeah. would steal from one of the <laughs> things if I could, you know. And so I understood that, and it didn't. It wasn't overly complex. There's, there's a lot to it, but it, to me it wasn't hard to understand. So yeah, I've really I've enjoyed it. I just haven't had enough time to play through it as much as I'd like, and I'm and I'm going to be looking at YouTube. I'm sure. Oh, I get that. I, I, I wouldn't hesitate to do that shit at all. Life's too short Save when you're our age. Time. So yeah, yeah, just like try it for a few minutes. Be like, all right, I'm gonna check. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look online. Well, my my movie that I would think I chose Ocean's Eleven mm. because this this game is sort of a weird heist. Huge cast of characters all getting together to pull one over on on the Empire and and steal steal their shit. So Ocean's Eleven. Okay. What about you, Dave? Um I went with uh, Kill Kill Bill. Uh, I think at its heart, I think this is uh Final Fantasy Six is a revenge story. Mm-hmm. All good revenge stories um start with um the villain destroying utterly destroying their lives. Uh, and that happens to almost every character in this game. Uh, the Empire, I, almost, not all of them, but almost all the characters have their lives seriously uh, impeded by by the Empire. Um, and then, like all good revenge movies, I know we're talking about the world of balance, but uh, there's a comeuppance. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's because of that, it's because of all the horrible things that have happened in the beginning that makes that comeuppance so Sweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Kill Bill, two volumes, World of Balance, World of Ruin, two volumes. Oh. Uh, and That's good. Uh, it is good. I, and I do. I think this is a revenge story through and through, although it has like some really nice themes. Uh, love is like a very common reoccurring oh, theme yeah. in this game. and Romantic, familial. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it yeah. definitely explores brotherly. I mean, it, it explores yeah. like a lot of different aspects of love and what love means. Um, That's true. Ed, Ed, uh, Edgar and Sabin. Is it Sabin? Uh, Sabin or Sabin? Either way, I've Sabin. always said Sabin, but yeah. I don't know what's canonical. But I picked the where they where he find his house, and he, this is 
Yeah, this is his stuff. It was here. He was here. His favorite flower. Yeah, and it they they take that like, and I love it because it's like they'll take that like small thing, and then it just uh, as the story as the narrative progresses, um, they're more of the relationship is revealed. And this kind of happens with a lot of different characters in this game. I mean, and there's like a scene where, you know, uh, I'm sorry, I just have to spoil stuff, um, but it's revealed that Tara is half Esper. And she kind of realizes, or she's like, well, uh, I, she's, I've never loved anybody. I don't even know what it feels like to love somebody. So it's like she's struggling with like, why she feels this way mm-hmm. and and then later on kind of discovers her own like what it means and it's like it's not a romantic thing right yeah it's it's like a motherly thing so you're questioning and, like who's she gonna get with well, nobody right <laughs> and i mean it's it and it like it it really explores love a lot and i think that is such for a game that came out in like 1994 that was marketed to kids. I feel like that is like, this is the first game I ever played in my life that was like that, that felt deep, that yep. felt like it was, that it was a, not just a story, because I've had stories told to me before. You felt something. But it was designed yeah. to make you feel. Like, I mean, it was like like a movie is directed, where it's like, okay, well, we want the player to feel this way here and this way at this point, and then, like, kind of orchestrate that um, to, like, make a nice, big picture. And I, and I think that's where this game shines. I, and I think it's... I mean, it's my favorite Final Fantasy uh, mainline game. And a lot of that, no doubt, is because I've played it in formative years, but... It's still good. The fact that it still holds up says a lot. How many times have have you revisited an old game or an old movie that you fell in love with as a child only to be seriously disappointed disappointed in it? Like, shit, I wish I hadn't done that because now my memories don't matter as much. I remember how I felt... But I was mistaken, you know, right? You know, and not necessarily to say no, mistaken. Totally. No, yeah, I get absolutely. That. I, get, I get it. That, yeah, but it's interesting anything, that it holds up. That it still means that much to you. That says yeah, a lot I, to me. I can appreciate it more now than I did when I was a kid. Same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Same. And it's like it's weird because it's one of those games where it's like, man, I remember playing this game when I was twelve and thinking that Cyan was some goofy ass motherfucker, and then it's like playing this game when I'm forty. I'm like. That is the character in this game that I relate to the most. Yeah. How uh, how the fuck is he functioning? No shit. No shit. Yeah, because Cyan goes through a lot of, of bad stuff that is caused directly by the yeah, Empire. Yeah, he's the most, well, him and Terra and Celeste, the most directly affected. I mean, ever, I mean Edgar, I mean, essentially loses his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it, Tara, of course, loses her freedom. Celeste, uh, was lost her childhood yep. because the empire as a child, uh, made her into a we're super soldier. We're going to experiment on you. Yeah. Ex- essentially. And so it's, it's fucked up with Kefka. We're keeping him around, but we're also going to fuck with you. <laughs> right. And it's, but it, it's, it's beautiful. And I, and I know we're not doing world of ruin, but I, but there are some things that I definitely want to yeah, yeah, draw yeah. connections to. 
Celeste loses her childhood to regain it at the beginning of the world of ruin. Mm-hmm. She regains her childhood. She gets a grandpa. She gets a grandpa. And it's this moment, it's this weird. And then depending on how you do it, moment. loses a grandpa. And also depending on how you feel like yep. it should go. Because <laughs> as an adult playing through it, I, I went I again, I know we're talking about the world of balance, <laughs> but like I went through the beginning of the world of ruin like the way that I felt like it should that it intended to go through. Mm-hmm. Um because it's this nice, game, it's nice you can change it, but I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I agree that it is nice that you can change it, but um We'll, I'm sure we'll get into it next episode where we talk about Final Fantasy. But like this game absolutely 100% talks about suicide. And um, yep. I think that it is fantastic that it brings it up even to begin with. I mean, this game, like you can tell that they really were trying to say something. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't feel like it was done in an arbitrary way. I mean, it, it feels like they really... Uh, took care to do it. Well, I, as a kid, I didn't even understand it dealing with grief in that Locke. It changes who Locke is. Yeah. Him dealing with his grief and his loss and his failure, and then to the point that, you know, hey, weird old man, keep my girlfriend preserved in this basement. I'll fi- I'll figure out a way to bring her back to right. life. Oh, and I think it's really interesting because, like, in the world of balance, at least... Um, he kind of puts that to the side and I feel like that is not an oversight from the direction. I feel like that is like, a this character's growing. Like this character was, was so like caught up in reviving his, his love, um, that he dedicated his life essentially to treasure hunting. But then like all of this happens and it's like, he grows as a person because the empire rises up and it starts taking over the world uh, and destroying everybody's lives. And then he gets wrapped up with, with Terra and the, really uh, rebellion is what do they call the, the, the returners, the returners. Yeah. Uh, and no, no one could have saved Celeste to the extent that it needed to be besides Locke. Since right. He sees her and even she's like stalker much. Come on, dude, calm down. You don't even know me. Right. It's like, Nope, not going to anybody hurt you. Fuck that. And like, it's, it's, great too because it's like this goes back to like while this overarching story of the empire is going on there are all these little side stories that are all character driven mm-hmm. um this game has so many characters i think it has like 11 right or uh, 14 i mean it's like I have to count them out. It, it's it's around a dozen um and what's great is that most of these characters form relationships with the other characters like um cyan uh we mentioned earlier the samurai the samurai dad (laughs) uh (laughs) he loses his family uh to the empire and he later shortly after meets this feral child uh (laughs) in an area called the veldt uh and something i didn't pick up on as a child but as an adult playing this Cyan has like a real like fatherly tone towards Gal, like a tone like like this tone that he doesn't really use with any other characters, but he has this like mm. this fatherly like patience and understanding with Gal because Gal um, really starts to he really irritates Saban, like really irritates Saban, and Cyan is always very 
super patient with Gal. And um, it's just an example of how like these characters have depth. And I never experienced that in a video game before. And honestly, like some games I don't even experience that in now. That's not to say that it doesn't happen, but it's just, it just shows to me that they really took a point to make that, that's like what they decided. That's how they decided to make this game special. Yep. Is I, is what I think it is. They decided to make this game special by doing that kind of stuff. Um, and to me it resonated and to me it still does. Um, and I constantly am like jonesing for that in games now. And, um, like I, another thing like is in this, I love talking to NBCs in this game so many RPGs I play where it's just like, I'm just getting generic dialogue. I'm just like going through all the things looking for the one NBC to tell me where to go mm -hmm. and what to do, which you do that in this game too. I mean, yeah. you're looking for, you're gathering in information, yeah. but the gathering information part isn't a, doesn't feel like a chore to me. Like it does in final fantasy four. Um, it's, it's because it's like, when they wrote the game, they're like, uh, let's inject fla the flavor of the world into these characters. There are NBCs in this game who are minor and have their own stories. They feel like real people. Yeah. Like the, the wounded soldier, the wounded Imperial soldier. This is, it's a, he's a, he's an Imperial soldier. Like this is your enemy, mm -hmm. but they make you feel bad for him because he's like, well, he got injured and he's got this girl, uh, writing on, letters to him and, back in Miranda. And, I mean, I don't know, man. It's stuff like that where it's like they didn't have to do that. Yeah. Especially at the time, they didn't have to do that to make an RPG in 1994. But they were like, you know what would be cool is if NPCs had relationships with each other and if the, the world player felt a little more real and not yeah. It feels like a living breathing world. Yeah. And the players can discover this if they don't, it affects None of the gameplay. Mm -hmm. They can, can they can complete the game. It doesn't matter. But there are just these things where it's like, you if you pick up on them, you you they add the add to the the experience. There's, I mean, I'd played through the game several times before I finally found found one important NPC who tells you a few lines of dialogue that you can never figure out any other way throughout the game is. So Vector is the Empire's capital. So returners go in uh, into Vector. Shit gets fucked up. Vector's on fire. You're leaving. You feel like, all right, I could Vector's fuck out of Vector. Vector's on fire is the next band name. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. play, sorry. Like, shit, this, the Empire, they're chasing me. They're pissed. This is, place is on fucking fire. We have to leave. Well, if you don't leave right away, whenever you're running out, you see, oh, there's a door marked cafe over here in the corner. I couldn't go into it before. There it is. You walk in there, and there's a soldier in black. It's like the bartender who's like, you know, telling you you better get out of town. And there's one black soldier over in the corner that you can barely see. You go over and talk to him, and he's just, you know, all this shit is really Gestalt's fault because he, you know, the failed, the failed experiment on Kefka. That's why Kefka's so fucking crazy. Like he tells you about. Kefka was the first one. They experimented on him. He's fucking crazy and broken. Gastal won't get rid of him. I think this is going to be what, you know, ruins everything. Well, he's right, and you never find out why Kefka is so fucking crazy and why he's still around, except that one dude in the bar. I, I don't think, 
I don't think it really matters. Like, I think it's really cool it's that they, that they put matter. that in there. Yeah. But like, but yeah, I mean, I think that adds flavor. And, and I mean, as off the rails as Kefka is, like as far as villains go, even as far as villains oh, yeah. go, it's nice to have like that explanation. A little context yeah. to like the chaotic evil that is Kefka. Sure. But my Corey Feldman movie. Yeah. It's the Bad News Bears. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. It was mine, too, because I didn't have one prepared. Uh, that is so weird. The Returners of the Bad News Bears. The Returners of the Bad News Bears. Yeah. And um, Bannon is uh, fucking Walter Matthau. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, three, three good things. Three good things about this game. Um, it's hard for me to narrow it down. I can't. Well, for me, it's not because I don't have enough built up. Yeah. So I've got a couple. I've got a few um, that I can throw out there, and we can play off of that as much as you like. Um, I just my first impression, which is a good thing, is that this game is just packed. Yep, it's packed. Items, relics, characters, the NPCs, the backstories, all that stuff. Um, There's so it, much room. Yeah, but they feel like they fill it out. They do, and it, again, it's you've got your main quest, and you've got the other stuff you could go look and see and enjoy if you want to, but you don't have to. Um, I can, and I, I, I can definitely see why this would be a hell of a game to spend your summer as a tween yeah. <laughs> playing. Yep. Uh, well, even in, like you know, when you're in South Figaro, it's not like any other RPG town. You see, okay, there's a river running through it. So that's where they have, oh, they have a dock. Right. And they have uh, water wheels so yeah. like with buckets that you could see. And then you go to other places where they don't have a river. Oh, they have farmland. You go behind the house and they all have yeah. patches of farm. Like they're, they're little little details that just, make it not yeah. feel weird. Like it's just, oh, this is four houses together. It's a village. It seems, yeah. it seems good and well thought out and well put together. And those, de- I mean, the details go on and on and on because mm-hmm. it's like, a little detail. There's an item in the game called a tent, and a tent is an item that you can use in the overworld. Heals your party to full, restores their MP to full. Every character in the game has a different sprite for their tent. Yep. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Didn't have to do that. Didn't nope. have to do that. Yep. They just did it. They did do it in four, but they did it in six. Yep. <laughs> so, and like, and like uh, things being crammed in, and like it feels like there are secrets everywhere in this game. Every time I play this game. I noticed something different about it, which yeah. is fucking blows my mind because I've, you know, we're we're talking about thirty coming up on thirty years, well, and it still holds up. Desperation moves, desperation moves. I didn't know what they were for really decades after yeah. I played this game. I just know something sometimes would happen that was awesome, and I couldn't explain it. So a desperation move being sometimes if a main if a character in your party is in critical health for long enough. They'll do a badass super move just fucking out of the blue. Every character has a unique one with a unique effect. Yep. So, like, I remember... There's no indication. No indication. No indication that you, you these don't characters... You don't yeah, choose... No. No. Their back's uh-huh. up against the wall, and they'll just do it. Yeah, you don't have to wait oh, for it. It just happens. Cool. That's a proto... It's a proto limit break. I mean, yep. that's like... In Final Fantasy VII, there are limit breaks with, like... A, a gauge like it's a clearly this is a mechanic this is the interface for the mechanic but in six it's fucking rogue i mean it is just like sometimes this shit will happen sometimes you'll be asleep a taper will show up and wake you up <laughs> why sometimes a wombat is gonna roll over and fuck your shit up i don't know the answer is i don't know this it, guy's got a dog 
It runs out sometimes. <laughs> because that's the way it is for real, though, right? I mean, that's the way it could be. Sometimes this guy's dog runs out. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, I mean, it's that's here's a rabbit more... in a samurai hat. It'll heal you a little bit. Um, Mugu Mugu? What's that mean? <laughs> I asked a person who speaks Japanese. They don't know. <laughs> Is that the sound a rabbit samurai makes? Yeah. <laughs> um, there really was. Uh, I was playing uh, the Final Fantasy VI randomizer on Twitch, like maybe a year or two back, mm-hmm. uh, and Gurk uh, came in, who was at the time living in Japan. And we were talking about like all the name differences and like because all the characters are have different names in Japan in the Japanese version. Uh, and then he was like, "No idea what Mugu Mugu means. Yes. None. <laughs> Makes no sense to me at all." Um, I put also that I was not expecting to have an easy time picking this thing up and playing it, mm-hmm. but it su- was surprisingly easy to understand. Um. I mentioned earlier that it's the kind of the training mission to introduce you to the mechanics where you're in the max and your Terra's being controlled and all that. I thought mm-hmm. that was good because you're you're not at much risk for dying sure. here. You're getting a feel for how to play. Occasionally it'll pop up and tell you when you first when you get to the shop that sells the relics for the first time, mm-hmm. pops up and tells you what relics do and how to use them. The guy takes off and hits the wall and runs away and yeah. Right, exactly. Um, and then, um, yeah, that, that's where, that's the other, just another point that I found that I I was, I was intimidated when we picked this one because I thought, well, shit, I don't know what the learning curve is, but and honestly, it really wasn't that bad. I understood the defense, like where you can switch to defense for your turn so that you only take half damage, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those things. There's like a back row. You could put a spellcaster front row if you run, you know, if you don't care about getting hit, you want to push it up. Again, neat that you can stack things in a certain way. You can play your own strat. You can Mm -hmm. just go straight at them, which is most of the time right now what I'm doing is just taking turns and curing when needed and hitting and fighting when Mm -hmm. needed and blowing magic left and right. But, you know, Again, for a first-time player, I was surprised at how well I was able to pick up and enjoy it and, and understand it. So yeah, no, I, like I, I really do think it's a, a it's a good intro JRPG. That's that excluding action RPGs. Like I feel like if it's like a turn-based RPG, this is a good one to this is a good one to start yeah. with. Because even if you don't like the gameplay, there are a lot of other things that <laughs> it offers. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of other JRPGs, it's like you have to like the gameplay. Like if you don't like the gameplay, then they might not have a lot to offer otherwise. Yeah. I counted out there are fourteen characters, two of which are secret. Back to the secrets. Yep. Yeah. So so br- painted in the very broadest of brushes, my three good would be the story. Yeah, I had that was my third yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. The character variety. Yeah. You know, because fourteen characters that all have a one well, as in the case of one, have all you know one unique ability that makes them stand out. Different stats that you might not expect. Yeah. So, like realm, you wouldn't expect this little girl from a backwater village to have the best magic stat in the game. She blows the other two big natural spellcasters out of the water. I learned that watching the Final Fantasy uh, VI <laughs> randomizer. Yeah. If you get realm with shock, General Leo shock. Yeah. She wrecks, wrecks. shit because it's dependent on your magic score. Yeah. So yeah, you just have one big ass AOE that you just bam, bam, bam. I 
I actually have that on. I have the character variety on my list of bad. Things. Oh, really? Yeah, because I I think it's really really strong in the world of balance until you get Magicite. and then, and then everybody kind of runs together. I can't remember who said this on Discord, and I'm really really sorry. I wish I could, but you nailed it. It might have been Willie. Um, when you start getting Magicite, you all of a sudden your party is all red mages. That's yeah, I, I get that. I think that's why I, I saw a mod one time to play where only certain characters could have access to certain kind of magic. I think that's really cool. So like black magic was a lot rare. More people had white magic and, and support magic and and I like your idea of the playthrough you want to do where only the na- only natural, natural magic. magic and I think that's I think that's really going to be hard. Oh yeah, but I think that's and and honestly at the as much as I'm complaining about, like, I don't like how Magicite homogenizes all these characters, it's also fun to use it. I mean, because uh-huh. it, it's like Magicite is the, allows you to do two things. Allows you to summon a creature, um, which, depending on the Magicite, will do different things. And summons aren't great in this game as compared to, like, other Final Fantasies. Boy, when I was 12, I was just spamming summons, and like now I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, all like, Fyra. There we go. That was more damage in a summon. <laughs> there are really, there are only two or three that are worth a fucking shit, dude. So. I, I've been, I've gotten, so like, I don't know. A lot of the fun has been like, I don't know, man. Let's just fight. Let's just fight whatever. And it's like do shit differently than you did. Yeah, Played the exact same way six times when you were a kid. <laughs> but it, but I mean, it's like man, if I have Golem, who is a, a summon that lowers all like physical damage dealt to you. Golem's badass. Yeah. Uh, if you have Golem, and then um, oh crap, Palador is pretty good. Yeah, I don't have I don't have Palador yet. That's like late. That's, that's super that's late game. Late, yeah. Um, who else is really good? Fenrir. Fenrir. Yes. Yep. Fenrir. I just got Fenrir. Uh, Fender's great because you get that um, illusion spell mm-hmm. on everybody. There's Phantom, which is like gives you invisibility. It's just like, and it's done. Right. And it's gone. <laughs> but so Magicite. Oh, does somebody cast Exone on you? Well, that's <laughs> <Right>. unfortunate. <laughs> so Magicite allows you to do that, which um, now everybody's a summoner. So, I mean, it kind of yeah. it kind of draws away from the, the individuality. Uh, but it also allows you to. Um, Learn magic, so different different espers will have different magic assigned to them, and as long as you're walking around fighting battles while you have this Pokemon on in your possession, you learn the sp- it imparts those spells. instead of circles. They're they, they're gemstones, right? Shaped like the the S we all used to draw in middle school, <laughs> right? Uh, so uh, my point is, uh, as you mix and match these. Um, it gets to a point where everybody knows all the spells, uh, all the same spells. And like in the late game, like in the world of ruin, it's all about magic. So, I mean, it kind of does like in the world of balance. Yeah. I feel like all these kids, like these, Oh wow. These are neat character abilities. I went to the floating, floating continent with gal. (laughs) Never have done that before. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Went went through with gal and it's like, I'm not going to be doing that shit. Like that in the world of chaos, not a fucking. Ch- yeah. I mean, if I do, he's going to be casting Ultima. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's kind of like you don't have to play it that way. Yeah, clearly, anyone can play it the way that they want to. But it, it, so it's not really, I guess, a gripe about that. It's more, I guess, a gripe that it's so cool that these characters are really unique and have unique abilities. 
it, it sucks to see it diminished. Same for Fonzie 10, when you could unlock this, each other's yeah. sphere grids. Yeah, I know. They're all the same, except I know. they're all the same. So I, know. I, I get I get that gripe. That's why I think, yeah, there, there are mods that definitely improve that, but that is, you're right, that is a bad. Good character, good in the variety, bad that you can eliminate it. And then the music. The music. Oh, man. I use Final God. Fantasy VI music Damn, more than anything else. In God, Scott the music's so like, good. Like, hands down. Uematsu, man, that is like, I mean, this is like, and out of all of his work, I feel like this is like, this is the pinnacle for me. I mean, yep. I think Final yep. Fantasy VII, the music in Final Fantasy VII is also very, it's not as good, very it's, good. But I, I compare the scenes like when I'm trying to sit down and pick what music fits this scene in Scott Pilgrim. It is very rarely Final Fantasy VII, and obviously this is personal preference. Yeah. Obviously, this is well, all seven, subjective. But I mean. Seven, a lot of seven stuff all sounds the same. I understand that. It's very like, I don't even know, I'm not a music guy. It's hard for me to describe, but it all has the same tonality to it in seven. The, and I don't. The themes like are it all very, very similar in seven, I feel like. But it's in six, they, they're kind of totally all over the different. place. I do feel like that comes down to personal preference. You and I have that same preference, <laughs> but I could also see someone being like, what? Why do they keep playing this kooky music? You know, like there's a, there's like, it's more like, I don't know. There's a lot of songs that are just there for like mood. And, and I don't know if it's because it's like a limitation of what they could do through art design, but it's like, we want this to be a funny scene. So we're going to use the funny we're song. Gonna play that. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that, yeah, that man, I got I to use whenever you guys met my dad and Scott Pilgrim. Then I got to use that theme <laughs> whenever you got, whenever Kenny and Lim are talking to one of their mothers while I'm playing the forever Rachel theme from six so that I think yeah. that is such a powerful, sad theme. Yeah, totally. And then three, three bad. I kind of have already touched on mine. I thought that random encounters, there was just too many. At, that is my number a, one random it's a, encounters. It's a frustration yep. because it got to the point where I would hit hit so many, and I would hit one, and I'd be like, fuck. And I, you know, I felt like I wasn't progressing other than gaining, which is fine to gain skill and gain gold and gain all that. Mm, sure. But after a while, it gets boring and repetitive, and you can lose where you're going. You can you lose know? where yes. you're going super easily, and that happens. Right, <laughs> and, and like I, I don't think the random encounter rate is too high in this game, but I know where I'm going. Right. If uh, but I've been in that boat where it's been like, fuck, am I even going the right? Another random encounter, and right. then it's like I'll get out of that and be like, I don't even know if I'm going the right way. Yeah, I could be, I could be going in the complete opposite direction I'm supposed to, yep. hitting fight after fight after fight. Twelve year old you and today me high five <laughs> over that <laughs> through time uh, last night when I was the playing. best kind of high five. One yeah, through, say. through time. Uh, I was un I mentioned again. I was kind of unclear about my destinations. I felt yeah. like they would mm. give you a vague direction that it's south of here. And then I'm, again, combined with the random encounters, combined with the fact that I could barely see my map, I, I, I would have liked waypoints, honestly, to say mm. this is your next destination. Go here next. Yeah. Do what you want in between there. Go up here and fight random encounters all day long. But eventually, go to this red dot. I would have liked to have seen a waypoint thing there and make it a little less on your map. They're all yellow except your destination spot is red, so you would know. Okay, well that's where that's my for my yeah. Would be that would be nice for someone like me who 
has ha- has played so many games in the past that have had waypoints. Yeah, that says, look, you got your. It's it's a it's a dealer's choice. Do whatever the fuck you want, but eventually to progress in this game, go to this dot, and then we'll take you from there. You know that would be fine. I think I don't think that would take too much away. No, because I never felt as if I were expo- I wasn't exploring. I was yeah looking around trying to find my next place to go and getting frustrated at sure leafers and. Mm-hmm. The sand rays and all these things sure. just constantly yeah. coming at me. I get that. I think it, I would. I'm all for that if it's something you can toggle off. That, I think Fair that, enough. I think that Absolutely. would be nice. If you don't want that, you could turn it off. I think that's a brilliant idea. And the and the reason I say that is is I, I get it. I mean, I don't know. Any way you can make a game more approachable. Hey, that's mm-hmm. that's. I mean, that's a plus. Sure. But I'd, I would hate for it to be added and not be able to turn it off in case you're one of the people who wants to gather that information. Um, and in, this, in games like this and Earthbound, where it's like, man, I love talking to NPCs in Earthbound, where it's just like, Fuck yeah. what are they going to say next? What does yep. this guy got to say? Like, yep. final Exploring f- interactions is own reward in Earthbound. Oh, yeah, and I, I get that from Final Fantasy VI mm-hmm. a, as well. Um, so yeah, but no, t- I mean I I get that, and c- especially because like in the in the pixel remaster, there uh, they have on the world map which you can blow up. Uh, they have. Can you, yeah, you do, that do that in this one? Uh, what? Can you do that in the one I'm I, playing? I don't. I, think, I don't I, remember. I think you can. It's been so I had forgotten about it, but I'm pretty sure you can. Okay, maybe I'll experiment and see if I can. Because yeah. not being able to see that mini map clearly was driving me. Oh fucking yeah, crazy. And, it, and it's super important. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And I don't know how. Again, it's been a long time since I played the Super Nintendo version. But so if this is in it, please let me know. But in the Pixel Remaster, when you blow that map up. Places that you visited, yellow. Places that you have not visited, gray dots. So uh, maybe, see, maybe it's there, and it was just too tiny for me to see, and I didn't know how to. I don't think it's there. Toggle it. I personally, I don't. Oh, I don't. Okay. I don't think it's. I think it's like a. I think it's a quality of life thing that they added in the remaster. Kind of like is the my guess. Waypoint thing that see that's even better for me. Leave out waypoints and just say this is a thing. This is a location. This is a thing you can go to. And if it's not time to go here, fine. I've trekked across the desert and I'm not yeah. allowed to go in yet. But at least I know. Yeah. I'm not wandering aimlessly. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty good compromise Absolutely. between the two. Absolutely. They also are really smart about it too, because like for instance, in the the world of ruin, um, Duncan's cabin. Not on the map, so I mean there are there are like places that that you can places. Yes, there are still hidden places. I understand that's a that's a thing. I'm talking about just major, but just the major major cities. That makes sense. They're they're on there. They're just you know if you've been there or not. Yeah, and you run across something that's not on the map. Once you're there, then it shows up on the map. You know, like you've been there. Yeah. So yeah, they they think that would be fine. There's Um, also (laughs) something that. that I really like a quality of life improvement where it's like there's a auto battle button that you press and uh, all the characters in your party perform the actions that they did in the last battle uh, and the battle sped up probably like two to three times. Nice. Yeah. That's much nicer. That, that would help yeah. with the encounters yes. being so frequent. Yes. Because so at that to, point, we need I'm to like, find you a way to play the pixel we remaster. Do, we do need then. to find you a way to play that version, it sounds okay. like. Because it is... I, and I say this, loving the Super Nintendo version, Pixel Remaster is real fucking good. And it's like those quali- like the quality of life stuff 
on top of like the music being like reperformed. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it's like those two things alone. It's like, yep, this is this yep, is like on Steam. This is good. Yeah, yeah, it's on Steam. Unfortunately, I think it's only on Steam. Uh, I from what I understand, the pic. I don't know if this is true or not, but w- what I read online was the Pixel remaster is essentially modeled after the mobile versions that came out that everybody hated uh, because they didn't like GBA mobile. No, versions. like uh, like phone. Like, oh, like you can like, buy Final Fantasy VI like on your phone. Is that right. Uh, I don't know what quality of life improvements it has on it, but everyone hated on those because. The art style was um, chibi, yeah. Ish. <laughs> which I mean, to be fair, like it's chibi in the original game. It's just so pixelated that it, it like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It has a different feel to it. I remember looking at the art in the instruction booklet and being like, "Oh no, right? What? I know <laughs> this is so different. Yeah, I hated it as a kid. Love it now, but yeah, absolutely hated it as a kid. Yeah." So anyway, sorry to get you off track, no. but but it definitely sounds like I need it as a PSA to let you know that there are better options out there. They address <laughs> they address some of the issues that you're having and in, in, in re-releases. Well, and the only other thing I really had was I was not a fan of the mode seven thing. I think it just well, it, it was it's jarring. awful and chokeable. Yeah, here's a game we're gonna, you're only going to play it this one perspective. Except for this shortcut you want to take so you don't get battles, but now everything's going to look weird. You're running on a marble. And yeah. It's, yeah, no, it's, it, it was jarring it's to me. I did not expect it. And at first I was like, oh, okay, neat. And then I was like, this kind of sucks. And I think it would have been more effective to just show you running around in the, in the overworld on a chocobo, but not getting, not hitting encounters. Would have made more sense to me you than then trying to translate the landscape now that's in 3D, quote-unquote. Sure. And you're too close to it. You keep right. that perspective it's, in yeah, your airship, yeah, but it's doable in an airship. Right. Like Chocobo is... I don't know, man. Like, when I got, like, on in on this playthrough, when I got the Falcon, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, it was like, whoa, slow down! <laughs> because it was like, I forgot that, like, look, if the Falcon's not faster than the blackjack then it I mean, should i mean it i mean according to, to daryl it is but and, <laughs> and according to the way it feels it's like holy shit I got <laughs> no a, wonder she's dead <laughs> <laughs> i'd wreck this on a mountain too i mean it is it feels so much faster but it's like to the point where it's like can we move the camera up like a mile so that it like because like i'm zipping around it's like an air speed bumps <laughs> Come on, Doom Gaze. Fucking do your job. <laughs> yeah, Doom Gaze is like the traffic cop of the skies. Um, something I had random encounters. Another thing I'm I'm hoping you'll tell me, oh, that's different in the Pixel Remaster. There's there's too much shit in your party you can't control. And I fucking hate that. Like what? Like, so like oh, I yeah. love Mog. Uh-huh. Love Mog. You use his special ability as dance. So based on his the back he's a geomancer essentially based on the background that you're in the the biome he has different abilities so if you do one battle in a grassland he'll learn like the sun sonata so in battle you can pick sun sonata if you're in that background 100% success but if you go in a cave cast sun sonata 
it's a smaller chance it might work. Well, if it works, the background changes and he has like three or four different abilities based on that dance. But they're fucking random. You can't you can't suddenly ch- choose to fight with them. You can't use an item. You can't cast a magic spell for the rest of that battle. He's fucking berserked and he's only going to dance and use one of four random abilities. Hmm. I think it's fucking garbage. The only dance that randomized that is worth a damn is the water rondo and that's Missable, missable. Yeah, I, I've heard like in the in one of the re another edition the you GBA, can get it. You can yeah. you can get it again, but there's only one weird ass way to get it. You know, and it's yeah, it's one I always miss for many many years. Umaro, which okay, he's a secret character. I can give that one a pass, but I'm never gonna fucking use him because he's he's constant berserk. He can't use items. He can't <laughs> use skills. He's a he's a Sasquatch that just hits shit. Mm. He hits it really Sorry, hard. Sir, he's a Yeti. Yeti, please. Thank you. You're right. He is snow themed. He is a Yeti. You're correct. She's the fucking wicked the <laughs> wicked witch of the east, man. <laughs> and then same for Ga Guau Gao, however you you know. I always said Guau. Pretty sure that's not it, but could be. But whenever he uses his blue mage ability. Nope. He's uncontrollable for the rest of the fight, and you don't know what move he's going to use. Yeah. So uh, I, I, it makes me not want to use all of these cool characters I would like otherwise. I want them to be a different way to use it. But they're not that way. They're not. I wish it so, was. So you get to use the ones that you do like, and people who like the randomness get to use those characters. Yeah. I should do a playthrough with just random characters. Mog always has to see dance. What Mog always yeah. has to rage. It's, and Umaro, just see what happens. Probably just skate through it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I've been tempted to go through with, um, God, what dungeon was it? Uh, it was it was the floating continent. I was tempted to go through with Mog and Gal uh, and just dance and and, yeah. and rage the entire way, uh, which is tough because you get to choose which three. Which is going to go through life anyway. You get to, you get to choose three <laughs> characters. So two of those would be 100%, uh, well, not 100% randomized. You can... You have a little bit of control. Once you select the thing, it, it's out of your control. They don't change that in the Pixel Remaster, which I think is for the better because I think that would fundamentally change not just the characters but the game. I mean, all of a sudden, it's like if I can go through and choose the best the best rage and then from that rage always use the most powerful ability. Templar, fire two, fire two, fire two. Instead of, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not like, I don't know. I'm, I'm cool with the way it is. Uh, but they do, I feel like they do make a good change with Cyan. Yeah. Um, and the, please correct me if I'm wrong. It has been a minute since I played the SNES original, but Cyan's, uh, abilities, uh, you select, uh, you select his ability and there's a gauge. Sword tech. That fills up. I couldn't remember what it was called. Yep. Uh, I think it's Bushido. It's Bushido. And, and all the other, and, and, but yeah. sword tech. And yeah. I know in America going to know what Bushido is. Call it sword <laughs> techniques. Sword, yeah. <laughs> so that gauge fills up and then you choose when to, when, when to stop, to stop it. it. Yep. So, which sucks because... Yep. You have to sit there and wait for the gauge to fill up. You can't command other characters while this is happening. Mm. Everybody stands and waits while Cyan channels his energy into his sword yep. for a long One time. Mississippi. <laughs> Two Mississippi. It's a good five to six it seconds. It fills up so fucking slow. Yeah. So and fucking slow. And nothing changes it. You can't haste him and it speed, speeds no. up. Like, no. No. <laughs> uh, but in the, in the Pixel Remaster, what you do is... 
when it's Cyan's turn, you choose the sword attack, the Bushido mm. that you want him to use. And then it's like, cool, locked in, next character. And then he doesn't do it immediately. Like if it's if it's like a fourth level sword tech, there's still some time. To me, it seems a lot to happen a lot faster than waiting on that gauge. But maybe it's a, a watch pot never boils kind of scenario. That still that still makes more sense than how they did it. The rest so. of your party can like all of a sudden, yeah, and they don't even so. staggered out very well. Like if you're not very leveled up when you get him, you might only have the first three, right? And you level up and you'll get four, and then that's it. To like the end of the game when you get five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of suck. Yeah. Eight's good. Yep. But you, it's not going to work on a boss because it's, it's instant death. And by that time, you may as well just cast Ultima, Ultima in a random magic, battle yeah. and instead of sitting there and waiting yeah. 30 seconds for maybe it'll kill them all. Yeah. It's it, what they've, the changes that they've made to Cyan uh, in that regard are very nice, but still he's, like a lower tier character, like for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and I guess the same argument that I lobbed that they shouldn't change it because people who want to play it that way can play it that way could be used against me. <laughs> but I mean, come on, like science, like nigh near. I mean, he is in the Super Nintendo version, the worst character in the game. I feel like below. I mean, he's the bottom. Because he, no one can act when he's staring at his sword. Yeah, for eight seconds. He, like he, he has some of the more powerful swords in the game. So if you, you can get G glove and offering him, and he's pretty good. You know, get a sky sure. render and an atma weapon, and he'll just he'll he can wreck shit. But you gotta wait to the end of the game. You gotta t- tool him a certain because the sky render is what you get from one of the statues. Like sure, right. And again, my argument there would be, oh, I got Ultima. Yep. I mean, we can just cast that a bunch of times and kill anything in this game. Yep. <laughs> Get to learn Ultima as soon as you can. <laughs> I like it that you could turn that off in, in World's Collide in the randomizer. Oh, so really? So you just turn Ultima off. I didn't off. notice that. We're not going gonna to fuck with Ultima. Not That's not Ultima. even fun. Yeah. You're not going to gym box, gym box, economizer, double Ultima your way through the whole game. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I like World's Collide in that if you're trying to – Beat beat it pretty quickly, which I see most people do. Like, yeah, you get Umaro. He's actually pretty good. He's awesome. He's way stronger, you know. And then you can mess with his equipment a little bit. So he's he's actually a good get. Yeah. And then, I, of course, I love Final Fantasy Four. Kane be one of my favorite characters in all of all of Final Fantasies. Love dragoons. Love the jump ability. You can sort of get it in six. You get the dragoon boots, the dragon and, horn, and you get a dragon horn, which in the normal game suck. And the randomizer, I don't, pretty fucking good. I wouldn't say it sucks. Well, I mean, you put. I'm out. I might have not given it a good chance because I probably did it, and then it was just like, that's half the damage of a regular attack, and I had to wait two turns. So, but you probably, as if you have the dragon horn, so you're jumping multiple times. The dragon horn automatic double. Yeah. So, and then it's like there's a smaller percentage that'll be a triple jump, and then like an even smaller chance you can get up to four jumps from one. Okay. Um, but yeah, there is no like it, it is I feel like it's a shame that there's not a character in the game that has the jump ability. Like, here's your dragoon. Like I yep. do feel like that's a shame. But I also feel like they were kind of like I think in the randomizer you can actually have it and then just have two dragon horns on that character. Oh wow. Because <laughs> you can I think anything that could fill that special slot is you can have option. in the randomizer. So Bannon's health, 
Leo Shock, Jump. Yeah, anything can be in cool. that slot. Yeah, I've done that Worlds. I've done Worlds Collide like once. So it's like the, and that was a long time ago. And I don't really remember all the different options, but I mean, there were a lot of options. Like, I mean, that like got really granular and like what you could, mm-hmm. what you can do. I think that's really, really neat. Oh, it's great. I, I, I want to stream that watching that made me be like, all right, I'm going to get stuff in stream. Yeah. This is so good. I'm ready for it. And then I watched, I watched a speed, uh, speed run of, of six going through the world of ruin. Mm. So they never expect Bannon to get on a chocobo. So that is not mm-hmm. a sprite that's programmed in the game. Uh-huh. You can do it. Uh, one I thought was really interesting. I had no idea, and it's also really good in Worlds Collide. So if you get an ice shield, fire shield, ice rod, anything like that, you get those pretty early on in the game. Yeah, you can use them as one-time use items to do the second tier level of that spell at a fixed rate and a fixed amount of damage, which is when the in the early game and in Worlds Collide, fucking huge. You can get like an ice shield pretty early on. And what I think is, I've got it in my notes, is whenever I feel like the game really hits its stride is whenever the party splits up into three di- three different directions. And you... That's early. Early, yeah. yeah. I feel like the game was good. Once I hit that point, I was like, this is fucking awesome as a kid. Like, It's, so di- back, it's different. It's totally different. You're seeing three different chapters with yeah. all these different characters who then pick up more characters to yep. have more stories. So I feel like that is the that is the point in the game where in my notes like where does it hit its stride for you where is I, it where does it hook you that that I, is the point I agree with that, that although me. I will say that like I feel like one of those stories is way better than the other two yep and it's because it, I mean like one of those stories is really exciting because like Saban meets like Cyan. And Shadow and all this stuff is like infiltrating the Empire. It's like directly like this, like most action packed. And then you got Terra. Take a train on the land through the dead. Yeah, Come on, right. let's fucking do it. I mean, it's just wild. And then Locke, me- all right, everyone's trying to kill you in Figaro. Let's see you sneak through and steal a bunch of shit. And then meanwhile, Terra just gets to where she was going. <laughs> I mean, it does. We're on a raft or we're in a cave. Watch out. Tag the light. Okay. Well, that one's over. I guess we're here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wait for everyone else. <laughs> it does feel a little silly. Like don't they- let Bannon die. <laughs> he sucks, and- but don't let him die. They feel like they could have just wrapped that raft trip up and then had the two different yeah. scenarios, but whatever. I mean. <laughs> but you can, uh, because you can get an, there's an ice shield or an ice rod or something, you can, you can find one in an area you're, you shouldn't be able to get get to quite quite yet, but mm-hmm. if you know where you're going, you can do it. So you can skip getting Celeste and go right to the tunnel armor. If you use the ice sheet, the ice, ice rod or whatever, kills tunnel armor. The game freaks the fuck out because there's you're supposed no, to have Celeste. You're supposed to have Celeste. Mm-hmm. So the game does what it is programmed to do and throws a Moogle in. So Celeste becomes Kumama the Moogle for a good like 40% of the game. (laughs) The coding with the Moogles is like super weird because like uh, at the end of World of Balance, you get one of the Moogles equipment from the very beginning of the game (laughs) and like when they help you in Narsh. Yep. And it's just like, it just does this. Always loved in, so in that scenario when the Moogles help you, 
Mog is one of those Moogles. He's like in like the third party you might not get to. He's also the strongest Moogle of all of them. He's fucking badass. his equipment. You can only <laughs> modify characters' equipment so you can go through and unequip him and yeah. have his much better yeah. gear <laughs> yeah. and put on Edgar because Edgar can use spears. <laughs> right. Okay. The, so all this talk... I want to say one of my bad things in that uh, this game is buggy as fucking oh, yeah. hell, uh-huh. which is kind of also a pro, but I mean, really, honestly, <laughs> yeah. like if you're looking at it like objectively, I mean, it is just like, what the fuck, man? Because there's a bunch of shit in here that's just like, it's all it, like everything seems fine on the surface kind of deal and everything works, but then's like when you like read up on all of the bugs in this game and like there was one, a notorious bug that it, we all knew about in middle school and that's the vanish sketch bug yep which is just like want to kill anything in the game immediately and that's how that's also how um speedrunners will skip to the end of the game because you can so the uh engulf ability is actually a status ailment only one creature can give it to you but there's a way to sort of induce the ability through sketch. And the game sees when you get the engulf status, it thinks, oh, you should actually be at the end of the game where that happens. <laughs> so it moves you there. <laughs> so you go from as soon as you get realm to Triangle Island in the world of Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what well, I don't even I didn't even write down a third bad thing. I was too mad about all the uncontrollable characters. <laughs> but I would guess maybe maybe some of the weird glitches then that can be very game breaking. I mean that's some stuff is disappointing. Like I think summons are disappointing. I've never soft locked it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I mean it's not like I feel like all the bugs aren't game breaking. They're just like ridiculous. Yeah. Like they're just absolutely crazy what you can do. Because like what is it at the very beginning of the game? If you save at the beginning of the game and don't save again until you get to the floating <laughs> continent, die at the floating continent and start over, you will start back when you're just Locke and Terra, but the airship is there for some reason. <laughs> right. And you can get on it and just do absolutely program-breaking <laughs> shit because it's not supposed to happen in this scenario oh, yet. <laughs> So you go to Zozo, and it fills in the dialogue, and it's just like six Moogles. <laughs> <laughs> but Celeste, whenever you do that with Celeste, she becomes, yeah, Kumama, but she has just like fight an item. She's completely useless. <laughs> and then when you get her back, like oh, I forget man. at what point in the game, it forces her into your party, but her palette's all fucked up, and it makes all the other characters' palettes fucked, fucked up. up. Man, I love Celeste. It, like, it took this... Pl- I- I've always I've never had an issue with Celeste, but it's definitely taken this playthrough to be to be like, oh yeah, runic rules. Yep. <laughs> and there are fights where like I don't know how I got through them in middle school because I didn't like using <laughs> Celeste, uh, and it was just like like one of the fights against Kefka. It's like how the fuck did I get through? Did I just level up to like fifty in the world of balance and then fight them? And you, the answer is probably yes. You can own Kefka in that snowfield. Oh, dude, just with Rune. Yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I mean so. that's just one of those where it's like I don't know, man. This game just every every time I go to it, I get something different and new back from it. Because what I have like the the split up is when the game, boom, hooks you. I think the high point of enjoyment for me in the world of balance is definitely the opera house. Yeah. Like that's oh, where man. 
That's where I love. That's my favorite part. I, but I feel like, yeah. I mean, we talk. We can talk about the Opera House. Like, and I heard yes. the Pixel remix. That's all. I'm not it, sure it's, how. It's I, better. I love it. Yeah. I'm not sure how you would feel about it, just because I know it's like. Really, no, I, it's I, real I saw it when I was doing some research. Oh, I thought, okay. okay, that looks that looks good. Yeah, man, they I think they do a really good job because, like, in the Super Nintendo version, like all the opera singing is. I mean, they're trying to make it's Latin. It's yeah, real Latin. It's, it's Latin. That's why you don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everyone sounds like. That. That's why everyone sounds like Charlie Brown's oh, teacher. God, I wish I spoke Latin. in an opium <laughs> den. Uh, but in the Pixel Remaster, they actually they they vocalize okay. the lyrics and I don't feel like it's jarring like I feel like they do it in a way where it's like did you pick the wrong verses on purpose to see what the the fuck up looked like <sighs> no I didn't <laughs> I should have though I I didn't even think of it I will do I'll I'll do that um but I I mean and it's all done in this like octopath traveler style where it's like the stage looks like um like a 3D pixel stage that like moves and has like the lighting and stuff that Octopath Traveler had which I think is like the best part in the game to do that because it's like this isn't this is a play it's not supposed to look real it's not supposed to look yeah. like the rest of the game but ironically it's 3D <laughs> so yeah. I mean I think it's I think it's I loved it I loved what they did with the Opera House in, in the Pixel Remaster yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what you think about it when you get no, there I'm, I'm excited for it and then I think, of course, the climax, the climax to the whole game, speaking from just literary terminology, the highest point of interest where everything happens is, of course, the end of the world of balance in the, the floating continent. So everything is leading up until everything that happens in the floating continent, and then once shit that happens there, then you're just dealing with the effects for the rest of the game. Yeah. So, I mean, I think all the... All the big, hard-hitting shit that's going to hook you and build up for how fucking devastating the world of Ruin is, yep. is everything in the world of balance. Yeah, man. I mean, like, God, I know we're going to talk about I said this a million times. I know we're going to talk about the world of Ruin next episode. But going from, like, the world of balance with, like, Terra's theme is, like, the overworld to, like, the first time, the first <laughs> time you go to the overworld in the world of Ruin, and it's fucking silence for, like, five seconds, and then, like, organ, organ dirge. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, holy shit. Yep. Uh, like The ocean is red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> man, it's, like, great, great effect. Yep. But, yeah, man, I, 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 you talking about the floating continent, um, I love the dungeons in this game. I love them. They're so unique. Like, not all of them are super unique, but I mean, like, the floating continent is like, they had to have taken um, inspiration from Akira because it's just like bio. It's like, it's alive, like yeah, skin and it's, and yeah, and, and it's like, you'll like, as you move passages in the, the flesh kind of open up for you to go through. I mean, it is like, I had never seen anything like that before. And then, um, what's in this ball over here, man? Oh, it's a, okay. It's a giant that punches me in the throat 10 <laughs> times. and kills me. Okay. Well, there's also like Zozo. It's a city. It's also a dungeon. Oh yeah. So it's like, man, mm -hmm. this is so great. Cause it, I mean, I, I don't know. It felt like they were really trying to design interesting dungeons, uh, in this game, as opposed to it being, well, you're underground. 
<laughs> uh, this dungeon is different because it is uh, not red. As you can see, it is clearly gray. <laughs> so they don't do that. And it's yeah. like it's me, a little art boy, who's like, yeah, oh, yeah, I need this. I need this visual stimulation. Well, and there's Daryl's tomb, too. I know. Not to hit on the world of Rune again too I much, know. but Daryl's tomb is completely it's different. Absolutely. But they, like, they managed to take a dungeon that is underground, but like, give it a completely different mm-hmm. spin, and it's and I feel like I really appreciate the effort that was put into the dungeon design in this game. N- another super high point, not my favorite high point, not the climax of the game, not where it hooks me, but I have to mention the Magitech Factory. Yeah, love the Magitech oh, Factory. The yeah. best thing, one of the best music. Devil's in Lab, the game. Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, the airship, airship is so well done. Like it's such a relief to get it and realize how much it opens up for yep. you, and then. How all your parties in there in the different rooms? How cool the blackjack is because it's a casino. It's a casino in the sky. In the sky. Yeah. So I wish I wish you could play some of it because I mean, since there has workers there, I wish you could go and play a game or a slot or something like that. You know. I'd be nice. I'm almost kind of glad that you can, <laughs> just because I don't know. I could definitely see this game turning into like. 1,000 hours of playing blackjack. See, but the- I, I would like it to be rigged, though, so Setzer ends up like, if you were to lose a lot, <laughs> when you put Setzer back in your party, he has better equipment. <laughs> I think that would be Because Setzer, Setzer's not good. No. Setzer is, they changed, I remember I watched a big thing on YouTube about Setzer, how they changed, from the English to Japanese, they changed one line of his dialogue, and it completely changes his character hmm. to whether... In the Japanese version, like you feel like, oh, he's a shit bag who just he has money, he has what you need, but he's out for him. You just happen to be convenient to you know the 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 plucky sort of you know no one's gonna tell me what to do guy that he is in the American. He's version. a he's definitely a free spirit. Yeah, like I would, but uh, but also at this like playing through this time and being forty and being like, oh, I can identify a sexual predator and uh. He is one <laughs> because he's like, I'll give you the airship if you marry me. <laughs> I just said I wasn't the girl you thought I was. I don't Are care. You sure? I'm an empire twisted <laughs> magic monster. Are you sure? I know you're not the woman that I uh, love, but you look like her. So you're close enough. That's like that's Setzer's energy, <laughs> and, and, and I know some people Eddie be like, "Hole, dude, <laughs> right? I'm Setzer Gabbiani." And I know people be like, "But well, wait a minute, Edgar." But I'll say Edgar has a good heart. He flirts, yeah, but he hasn't married that little girl yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I love the Magicite system. It's always so. It's thrilling to get a new piece of Magicite. Like, it is. What the fuck does it do? You it, know? it is. I feel like. This is going to sound ridiculous, but I do wish there was more. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like you get a big... I mean, there's way more materia. I wish it was... Mm. I wish it... The combinations and how much it was, I wish it was more like materia in that sense. Sure. But I agree. It, it is nice to get new ones. And I was really sad to see that uh, the four new... Uh, Magicite that was added in the GBA version is not in the Pixel remaster. Oh, I didn't know there were four. I didn't either until I was like, I read something about a Gilgamesh Esper, and I was like, oh, a Gilgamesh Esper? (laughs) I'm like furiously typing at my keyboard, like, oh, it's a thing in the GBA version? 
uh, along with um, Cactar, which is like, okay, whatever. You just throw, you know, throw a mascot character. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Gilgamesh is too. I'm just... Yeah. Uh, is Fat Chocobo uh, a magicite? No, although that would have been, been a good one. Yeah. I can't remember what the other two were. But I remember playing this game. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I distinctly remember there being an Esper named Jihad. or an esper that used an ability called jihad oh probably yes you're probably right that might have been palador i can't remember but like there was one where it's like because i remember Uh, learning that word later in life and be like from final fantasy (laughs) six does the does the taliban like bismarck (laughs) it's weird uh, I love the the large scale battles when you divide your party up into three different pieces to try and navigate, like the snowfield when you're fighting Kefka. Is that the only one in the world of balance? Um, no, because I know Phoenix Cave and into you, the game. You do it, and I mean, you do it when you're trying to save Terra with the Moogles. Oh, and then you're doing that, yeah, there too. Okay, yeah, those are the, the those are, I guess the only two in the yeah. in the first one. Yep. So those pick up more later in the game, but that that battle in the snowfield is still different and cool. Like, man, what am I gonna? It answers the question, what am I gonna do with all these fucking characters? And then it gives you something to do. Yeah. And then the great, the great frustrating enigma in the world of balance that is Shadow, because you know you meet him in South Figaro. Did you meet Shadow in South Figaro? Yeah, I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, because he's a character you, you can't it, do anything with. Yeah, it, you name him. Yeah, it gets you the option to name him like the others, and, mm-hmm. but nothing. So it sets that. up that mystery there. How do I get this guy? Is he evil? Everyone's saying he would slit his mama's throat yeah. for a nickel. Yeah. So, and. Um, What's a nickel? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <That's> true. <laughs> you know, you have gold pieces and the much rarer nickel. <laughs> Ooh. Damn, I never thought about that, but you were right. <laughs> yeah, that used to, that, as much as I love that line, it used to bug me. Cause, probably because I thought about it a lot. Or it's like, man, this guy is a real fucking monster, huh? Well, how do they know what a nickel is? <laughs> Who's on their nickel? No, I'm saying he values his mother so much. A nickel is incredibly rare. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah, it's an element. <laughs> and you know how much I love elements, elemental crystals. That's probably what they mean. <laughs> My 12 year old brain trying to like justify one line of poorly thought out woozly isms in a video game. But of course, then you find him when you split into into the three parties. Saban finds him and he's like, okay, well, I'll show you where this is. Uh, if you fight too many battles, he'll run away. Like, you have a random I think it's randomized, yeah. Yeah, so basically, if but once he's on the train with you, he can't run off he's the train. Stuck, I'm glad right. they changed that, because it would have been a very easy program oversight to let him just jump off the train. To just leave, yeah, that would suck. But once he's on the train, you have him, so once you recruit him as Saban, try not to fight any battles... And then you get to keep him for longer, and then he leaves you again. You can find him in a city called like Cohillington, and you can hire him for like he's super expensive, but you only have him again for a randomly set amount of battle. Because I remember as a kid, I went through and I saw him, and I was like, "Holy shit, it's Shadow! Back. I fucking love Shadow! Awesome!" Yeah, he's got a cool dog. Yeah, he's bad. He can throw stuff. He's got I mean, a lot of nickels. Nothing very good, but <laughs> and a negative amount of moms. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Shadow's like, oh, I'll come along with you for 10,000 gold pieces. It's like, fuck. 
well, all right. I mean, I want him to join me, so I'll give him 10,000 gold pieces. I go out. I get in two random battles. He goes, all right, well, my due is paid, and runs away again. Hope you saved. And then, yeah. Well, then he's back in Cohillington. You, you can go back and talk to him. I'll join you for 10,000 gold pieces. It's like, motherfucker. <laughs> and then, of course, then he's you never really have him. You don't know how long you'll get him. You see him occasionally. Yeah. And then... He's know. the Boba Fett of Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. <laughs> But then shit changes depending on he's the the and, someone you cannot get. He's like the one character you can absolutely pass point over turn. You can lose him and never get him back. Yep. So depending on what you do at that climax of the game, yeah. which I didn't do many many times, I had no idea. Oh, and man. then changes <laughs> things for him in the world of ruin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I don't know. Shadow, I feel like is one of those characters where it is. You could eat anyone could easily play this game and just assume, like what I said, that he's the Boba Fett of Final Fantasy VI, mm-hmm. which in a certain regard he is. He's this mysterious badass, lone wolf kind of guy, but it's also one of those, and this goes back to the secrets. I mean, if you you can pick up on dialogue and piece things together. Um and realize who he really is, kind of deal, and how he connects or buy his equipment. You yeah, because the yep. memento ring the is memento like, ring. why can he equip this thing that only Realm can equip? Sure. Yep. Why does Interceptor stay in the Mesa? Mm-hmm. That kind of all that kind of stuff. Why does Interceptor take really well to Realm and no one else? I guess we'll have to put him in our party and sleep at an inn randomly four hundred times. Yeah. Oh out. boy, I remember. God, I remember sleeping so many times. So like, <laughs> and I never knew how many because I never knew how many of those vignettes there Square, were. Square wouldn't say for twenty years how many <laughs> there were. So yeah, and that kind of goes back to the secrets thing, where it's like you can piece together, you can see all like shadows past. By sleeping in inns. Um, who who would have <laughs> thought that was the case? I know. Uh, I think it's really cool. You can, they tell a lot of the story. You don't. Sometimes you play as character NPCs. You play as General Leo for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I remember being in middle school and being like told you can get General Leo in your party. And I mean, desperately searching yeah. GeoCities to find a way <laughs> to get him permanently in my party. Not knowing what Photoshop was and seeing Cecil <laughs> from four in your party, be like, "How the fuck do you get Cecil?" <laughs> it has to do with the Paladin Shield. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Crusader was uh, in the Japanese version. Uh, Crusader was Jihad. I, oh, I, 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 okay. <laughs> so at some point, I got some wires crossed. Okay. Well, that I guess that also sort of makes sense. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We haven't even mentioned. We haven't mentioned Ultros. Some reoccurring, oh God, yeah. reoccurring villain Ultros. What a, a great reoccurring. That's that's silly and ridiculous. I love but for Ultras. some reason, it's fun. I love them so much. <laughs> Does it make any sense? Uncle why is there? What he does? But yeah, I feel like. Like the reason we I, are boring, boring into hell. No, yes. I'm just listening. <laughs> Sorry, bud. You lost me about. 30 minutes. We're we're good. Just do your thing. Ultros is like, Ultros works so well because, and I think he's so well liked because you need a character, you need comic relief in a game this bleak because Final Fantasy VI is bleak as fuck. And it's like, so these like light moments where it's like, oh man, 
that cartoon octopus is going to push a big old weight on top. A one-ton <laughs> weight that's suspended on just a piece of metal in, you need, in the rafters. You need moments like that. <laughs> you really do, where it's like, yeah, my entire kingdom got poisoned by the emperor's lapdog. I mean, it's like, that's some heavy shit. You watch every one of them die one by one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember how you went Yeah, room to room looking for survivors? Remember when the game made you do that? <laughs> And one room is so bad that Cyan just comes out and shakes his head. Remember that? <laughs> well, here's a cartoon octopus. He's going to push a weight on a guy. <laughs> We're going to make up for that. <laughs> remember the cartoon koala bear with bat wings on the cover? Just remember him. Just think about him. He's super cute. <laughs> oh, by the way, they all die but him. <laughs> They're basically extinct now. <laughs> Uh, and then he almost dies. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you get to pick him or an item, and he falls off a cliff. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, top 100, bottom 100. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's top three for me. Yep. Top two for me yeah. on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, definitely. A, a, yeah, top five Super Nintendo game for me, hands down. No, no. I could talk about this for four hours. Like, yep. We could keep, we could keep going. Yep. I feel like our other episodes didn't really give it justice. <clears throat> I don't even so. remember what they were like. I think they were sort of our shitty walkthrough were style. They? We like, hadn't, pa- we hadn't gotten past that. Hadn't point really yet. talked, and it was yeah. I mean, there's so many moments that I, God, there's just too much to talk about. I'm glad that you touched on the Phantom Train, mm-hmm. and I'm like that goes back to like That's a cool, such a what cool, a cool dungeon. Yep, it's, you're, it's a train that a ferries train. souls from life to death, and it's like yeah, and it you meet ghosts that will join your party. I don't know, man. Yeah. Cool. It's just there's a lot of cool, weird stuff in this game. Where's the ghost train in the world of ruin? I don't know. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> We I, never left the ghost train, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember? We never got off. <laughs> I wish there was more Magitek in this game. For being such a strong story point, you don't deal with it very much at all. That is true. There are three points in the game where you can operate Magitek armor. Yep. You know, and it's it's the art. It's the standard. Like every Final Fantasy has its insignia for what it represents. Sure. And Final Fantasy VI's insignia art is Terra on Magitek armor. Right. But I can see why they decided to use that, though, because I mean, it's like. It's unique. Yeah. It, it sets the steampunky magic tone to it. And also, where the Empire got the capabilities of making Magitek essentially sets the world course in the way that it goes. Yeah. You know, um, by, you know, murdering espers in order to get, in order to get it um man god i love this game so much i, I guess <laughs> i wish oh my god i wish there was a more magitech civic character out of all these i wish there was one whose mm. ability was mm. magitech i feel like maybe that's like edgar kind of gets there because he's a machinist yeah and like he uses like you know tools like Auto the auto crossbow, crossbow and the bio blaster and, and stuff like that but yeah i agree it would be it would be cool if what, like our well using the bio blaster for the first time in the super nintendo version losing it using it oh using that it, it was like you just get that weird toxic <laughs> sound effect of the green gas <laughs> yeah i played through the pencil pixel remake remake and i get it but it looks like it's just 
dirty farts that you just spray. You don't have the same yeah. type music, and it's just like brown. That was so far. I was like, oh. Everything else looks really cool so far. I like yeah. the music and the saxophone, but I mean, there's I like the music and the saxophone. Put that on the box. <laughs> there's it's very sexy. There's I mean, there's it's a remake. There's bound to be stuff that you're not gonna like in it for sure. I mean, like anytime anyone toys with something that's like really super near and dear to you, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna. Find it's a weird stuff. thing for me to fi- for me to be like oh, but I just remember that being it. so young and. Hitting that and being like, that's the first time I've seen anything remotely like that in a video game. And yeah. the weird sound effect yeah. just always like hit with I get me. it. No, I get it. I I totally get it. But I, I do think that like I, I was surprised by by how much I loved like the Pixel remaster mm-hmm. and like even just hearing the battle music for the first oh, time. Exactly. I, I mean, it was like it does what a remaster should do, where it's like, we want to make you feel like you felt the first time you played this game. But we're not going to do it in the same exact way. Yeah. And that's what it, like, when I heard that battle music, it was like, holy shit. That was honestly the moment where it's like, I'm finishing this. Yep. I'm finishing this game. I want to see everything that they've done. You know, I, I'm finishing it. Well, Final Fantasy VII Remake did the same thing, you know, whenever they're showing you the overview of Midgar and everything. Yeah. And it's just like, <gasps> yeah. It's 1996 again. <laughs> yeah. But they did it in a different way, and I yep. think that's I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, man, you talking about the BioBlaster sound? Iconic, it's Kefka's laugh, and I I, yeah. I love Kefka's laugh. Uh, it, I sw- it is like up there with like top ten Super Nintendo sounds. Mm-hmm. Kefka's laugh is probably number one. Uh, I fucking love it because every time he laughs, it's like you said, "Hey, Clementine." Every time, every time my dog just like, she perks up and she's like, where is that coming from? And what is it? And like, she's like, she doesn't bark. It like doesn't drive her, you know, to berserk laughs at an octave only dogs can hear. (laughs) But I mean, she is like perfectly fine. Like she's like slept through 4th of July fireworks. But like, this is (laughs) hand to God, honest truth. I'm playing this game on the 4th of July. Fireworks are going off. She's sleeping. Kefka laughs. And she like perks up. And she's like tilts her head and like looking at the TV. That's something trying to hurt you. I'll protect you. <laughs> right. It's, it's wild. But the it, tiny explosions, you're fine. It, right. That is that, uh, that's something that hurts you. That is something I could tell hurt you as a child. <laughs> uh, any other commentary to, before we move on? Any other points and notes or anything? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest. Probably. Nothing. Nothing jumps to mind though. Everything will jump to mind when I'm driving home. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Any achievements? I have a few. Go for it. What it's worth. Uh, Where are they? Oh, okay. My first achievement is, hey, have you seen a guy named Nick Papa Giorgio? <laughs> yes, he took my wallet. He's over there. <laughs> and to earn that, uh, steal using Locke on every one of his turns. Man. Oh, Locke with the steal. God, <laughs> man. Oh, And then eventually mug. I, I had like it. 50 tonic oh, at one point. Dude. Oh, crazy man. Amounts. I have so many fucking like silver spectacles and Hermes <laughs> sandals. I mean, it is just like... I. Lock, put lock in my party. That dude got mug. 
and I never optimize equipment. I'm always just like highest agility, highest agility, highest agility, man. Because then it's just like I'm fucking stealing everything, man. I mean, there's they. That's sort of the thing they don't talk about very much. I feel like in the game, but there's all sorts of really cool shit you can steal, even in the SNES version. Like, yeah. You can steal an Atma weapon from the statues and shit like that. That's Genji gloves like, from dragons. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, my second achievement is I am the smartest man alive. And to do that, be me and discover optimum in the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm super pumped when I found that. Really yeah. I was. I was just like, oh, I don't have to think. I can just do it. I, I mean, like a little gripe, honestly, is like I wish that the optimize was a little more granular or like you get to a point in the airship where there's a guy who's like, want me to unequip everybody in your party? I wish there was an option to be like, just the relics, mm. keep everything else on them. Cause what's going to happen is in five minutes, I'm going to get them back in the party and I don't have them optimized. I have them. I have lock with all the high agility. <laughs> <items>. <laughs> um, and then my last achievement is sleep. That soothes away all our worries. Sleep that puts each day to rest. Sleep that relieves the weary laborer and he heals hurt minds. To get this, you use a sleeping bag at the end of a <laughs> nice. fight to heal up and then immediately discover a free inn or bed to use right <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Which happened to me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, shit, I didn't have to burn that. Sleeping bag. Yeah, I feel like that's a <laughs> stuff like that. So I <laughs> constant, constantly do that. Yeah. That's like a rite of passage right. almost in JRPGs. <laughs> Dave, do you have any? Uh, yeah, I have a I have a couple. Uh, the first of which is deal with it. In order to unlock deal with it, uh, mistake the blind status effect for pixel shades, uh, which for the longest time I thought when someone was blinded in the game. That they were wearing they shades. Put on sunglasses. <laughs> right. Yep. Nah, it's like oil in their eyes. It's such a weird. Yeah. <laughs> and in the SNES version, if you're blinded, don't worry about it. It doesn't do anything. Okay. It's a it's a glitch. Uh yeah. See, that's honestly stuff like that is what bothers me the most with like the bugs in the game mm -hmm. where it's or just evade like and magic evade. Right. Evade. Oh, that bothers me so much yep. because it's like that would be so cool if it worked. Yep. The way that they clearly intended it to work, and it, it doesn't. Yep. Uh, that's more like heartbreaking to me than the shit where it's like, well, if you manage to get out of here without Celeste, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that stuff's fun. The stuff that's not fun is like, man, it feels like it's not working the way they yeah. wanted it to work. Uh, the second achievement I got is uh, seems sketchy. In order to unlock <laughs> seems sketchy, use uh, any kind of bug. Involving realms sketch ability, <laughs> probably the most exploited uh, of character ability in the yep. game. Um, my last achievement is when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. In order to unlock that, uh, witness the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, whenever the yeah, at the I guess it's still the world of balance. Whenever the lasers are cutting the world in half, and you see like the people holding on to the edge and dropping into nothing and perishing forever, all the kids running around without their parents, and yeah, bleak, bleak game. Yeah, pretty bleak. I will also say I don't have an achievement for this, but I'm proud that like to be an American. Well, obviously that goes without saying, so I wasn't <laughs> going to say it. But now that you bring it up, yeah, of course I'm proud to be an American. Come on, who's not proud to be American, right? Come on. 
Come on. Don't make jokes like that about my country. Uh, I, I, man, I've been just using items left and right. It's like, fuck it. Fuck it, mm, man. Nice. Fuck it. And it's like, you know what? Uh, it's been a better experience. <laughs> Good for you. I know this about you. But it's also it's also easier in this game because it's like, I know at no point the game's going to be like, yo, boy, you didn't use that item, did you? <laughs> oh, you need to give it to this dragon in order to beat the game. <laughs> it doesn't Dried pull that meat? Shit. Yeah, right? Tyler, do you have any achievements? I've got seven. So one, I think it's more important for the Pixel remake. Buckets... Fuck them. So I know they have a lot more buckets in the Pixel remake that heal you. Because like in the the tutorial yeah. part in Narsh, when you go to that one house, each room will tell you, shows you a monster in a box, and all the elders in there all tell you sort of how to play the game. Yeah. There's a bucket that can heal you. Well, in the Pixel remaster, there are more of those buckets in places. Right. So you get it. Fuck them buckets. Don't, don't use a bucket for your Don't use buckets, but use the buckets. <laughs> they make they make the game <laughs> so much more approachable. Like Gara Sand, have Realm's <laughs> Memento Ring protect her from a death effect. Mm. Yeah, that's a good. That's a really good one. No big deal. Skip the magic cutscene by just not using magic for a long time and it goes away. I understood that reference. I love that cutscene. I'm so glad you worked it in as an achievement. Oh, person of class. Name all the characters their proper name with proper capitalization. Only the first letter and the rest lowercase. Mm. <laughs> it's a meme for a reason. Suplex the ghost train. Mm. You can do. I tested it. Good. Good, good, good. <laughs> that one I didn't that one I didn't I didn't kill it with the Phoenix down. Because uh, I was surprised because I was like, oh, it's dead. <laughs> like, I mean, it was like two rounds and it was like donezo. Yep. But again, this goes back to like, dude, as much as I love Shadow as a kid, now that I throw shurikens nonstop, and I can't, I, I can't understand why I was never like, oh, I shouldn't throw these things that are cheap as fuck that I can <laughs> buy anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, make him dirty. Successfully steal 500 times his lock. And then uh, it's a Jason reference. Do an insta kill ah, with the chainsaw. With the chainsaw. So of course, one of the favorite puzzles in the whole game is Zozo. So in Zozo, what one, one character? Because also also a dead body just laying in the middle of Zozo. <laughs> uh, you know, somebody tells you, you one know, of several. One of several. <laughs> like don't you know? Everyone here lies. Don't believe any of them. So you have to. They give you clues about a clock in the back of Zozo that like you have to set it. Uh, so, basically, all the NPCs you talk to in Zozo tell you the opposite. So, by talking to all the NPCs, knowing they're lying to you, you can set the clock at its proper time. When that happens, a wall slides back, and you get Edgar's best tool in the game, the chainsaw. So, most of the time, it'll do a ton of damage, or sometimes he'll put on a Jason mask <laughs> and auto-kill with the, with the chainsaw. Nice. Yes. It's all my achievements. Nice. I love it. Man. I never remember the time, which honestly, I could call Josh right now and he would he would tell me it's a it's <laughs> I had a lot of fun figuring it out this time. Oh, I mean, yeah, because yeah. yeah, I mean it's one of those where it's like I was like, man, I'm not gonna look this up. I'm just I mean I know this information is out there. I'm gonna figure this out because I forget it every time. Um, 
And I don't know, man. It's just so... I never got it as a kid because I didn't know they were lying. They I always lying. tried to... Like, I wrote down yeah. what they said and kept yeah. trying it and never could get it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just nice to go through and, like, again, the music being redone really helped because it's like I've got a lot more patience when it's like I can experience this again in a, in a different way. Mm-hmm. So... I guess we forgot about when you could play Madwin. We talked about NPCs. Yeah. So when you're mad, when you're you play as an Esper at one right. point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you. Uh, I, it's wild, man. What they, what they let you, what they let you do, and it's like it's it's. I don't know. It's not like I'm super versed in JRPGs, but I mean, I struggle to think of like a game where it's like they let you do that, where they like tell the story, where they're not telling the story always from the protagonist's point of view mm-hmm. where it's just kind of like, Oh yeah, here's this guy. Uh, I mean, final fantasy eight kind of did it with like Laguna and like all that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's really neat that they were like, fuck it, man, we're just going to do all kinds of, we're just going to try stuff, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, and it makes sense because this was, um, this, uh, Sakaguchi wasn't the director of this one. Uh, this was like the first one, um, that, Ido uh, directed, and it's like they kind of are co-directed, and they, they you can tell. I mean, it's like got a different tone. Like this feels like a PlayStation era uh, Final Fantasy game on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, that was mentioned on Discord, the Tadbog Discord as well. Again, I I wish I could give you credit, but I don't I don't remember who said it. And but I mean, it was one of those where it's like, fuck yeah, you're right. I mean, it it feels very. This feels less like Final Fantasy four and more like Final Fantasy seven. It's just it just looks like a Super Nintendo game due to graphical limitation. Four four is a fairy tale. Six is a dystopian novel. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's so completely different. And I mean it helped me realize that like the period of this series that I love the most is six, seven, eight, and nine. And I mean, I love ten. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, that's kind of the, <laughs> <laughs> right. That's kind of the point. And you know, voice acting does kind of come into play there because mm-hmm. it's like ten. I remember the first time hearing a Final Fantasy character in a game speak, and I was like, Zzz. you know, like the we're Danny, going to the temple in Joseph. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Danny DeVito shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, but I mean, it was such a fun game that it was like I got used to that, you know. Yeah. But um, I don't know. This is like right at the beginning of like I feel like my favorite era of of the series. No, I'm with you, Tyler. So I feel like Flopsy would give this five stars. I'm common. Probably what I I'm think. looking at the corpse of Flopsy. Do you want to? We could combine the Ouija board and speak to Flopsy <laughs> <laughs> through the Ouija board. That's pretty good. <laughs> yes, Dave. Maybe the demon killed <laughs> Flopsy. We didn't really think about oh, that. Oh, shit. That That's was the possible. cause. We feel like we all got off the hook. Flopsy fucking jumped on that grenade for, for us. Thanks, Flopsy. That was our earthbound teddy bear. Thank you, Flopsy. Right. Tyler. Yes, Dave. How much do you think this game is? <laughs> if you were to buy it used, how much do you think you would pick up a copy of Final Fantasy III North America? Now, 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 right meow. Right fucking meow. $60. 60 bucks. Ian, what do you think? $42. $42. Actual retail value of Final Fantasy III North America for the Super Nintendo loose on average. According to PriceCharting.com, is seventy dollars. 
less mm. than I would have guessed. Mm. 70 bucks. Is it worth it? It is to me. Apparently. Well, Ian, I, I could get this for you on original hardware, actually, if you want to play it like that. I got my, my brother's got my copy and a Super Nintendo sitting right on his shelf. We'll, f- we'll figure it out. Okay. We'll get there. Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game a beard mm-hmm. that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would it be? I would have to give it 2017's Bearded Bunch Sexiest Men Alive. Um, so Is that a Magic Mike reference? No, I just looked up. Uh, <laughs> so apparently in 2017, the Sexiest Men Alive, whatever magazine does that, I can't remember that. People. People did uh, the Bearded Bunch. So a bunch of sexy bearded men. Oh, so this okay. game is so good, I'd have to give it the 2017 beards all, all of, of them. <laughs> Jamie Dornan, Aiden Turner, Robert Pattinson, James McAvoy, Luke Evans, Chris Edmonds, Mike Coulter, Matt Boomer, Tom Hiddleston, and Joe Hicks. Okay. That's a hell of a lot of good beards. That is. Mm-hmm. Like a nice lineup. Tyler? Yes, Dave. If you're good at this game, a pair of glasses, it sums up how you feel about it. What kind of glasses would you give it? I'd have to give it the glasses of Vogue's 13 women who made glasses their beauty signature. Okay. Diane Keaton Barbara. Wait, wait. Sh- Ian and I are going to try to guess them okay. over the course of the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good quiz. <laughs> name 13 women who made glasses their beauty. Tina, I, could, Tina I Faye? could have named two is, of is these. Is Tina Fey on there? Tina Fey is one yeah, of them. I'm on the board. You guys also love another one I know on this list. Hint, she has little kicks. Little kicks. Little kicks? Little kicks. Like the kids' cereal? No. Mom approved? It's how she dances. (laughs) Elaine? Elaine. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah, okay. Man, it's weird. I don't... When I picture in my mind, she's not wearing glasses. Me neither. And... The r- over half of these, I had no idea who they were. All right, lay lay them on us. Let's see. Number one, Diane Keaton. Okay, okay. I can see that. Yeah, Barbara Streisand. I don't normally think of her in glasses. I don't think of her in glasses either. Julia Louis Dreyfus, Gloria Steinem, Alice Walker, Tina Fey, Zadie Smith, Frederick Sophie, Linda Rodin, and then of course Demi Moore. Which after seeing some weird shit about Demi Moore. Like weird shit. How she was nineteen and groomed this fifteen-year-old kid. Like there's this oh. weird video of like. I thought you meant like her gravity magic. No. <laughs> <laughs> she, oh, shit, what's the other? What's the quarter? Quarter more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quarter more. <laughs> Where she's like nineteen and she keeps making out with this. 15-year-old kid who looks like he's an extra on Stranger Things. It's super fucking weird, and his you can tell it makes his mom uncomfortable. His mom starts singing Happy Birthday, so she'll stop making out with them in front of this group of people. Like It's super, super I fucking weird. I vaguely remember that, actually. Uh, Jenna, Jenna Lyons, Iris Ansel, and Julie Delpy. Wow, you got me on a Bunch of those. Don't know who too. they I are, but a lot of those people. Vogue are. says they're good in glasses. But to be fair, I didn't know who a lot of the men were either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. If it weren't for Marvel movies, <laughs> <laughs> you're 100 right. So I had to do a Final Fantasy's big cast, get a big cast of both. All right, I love it. Nice. We don't. We know what we're going to talk about next time. We do a video game F- episode. Uh, Final Fantasy Six Part Two: The World of Ruin.
Yep. Ruin, ruin, ruin. That's right. And I guess that's it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Let's close, close yeah, it out. We're definitely running late, so. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on Stitcher, not SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, all of the place. Just Google Tadpog. Not Tadpole, Tadpog. Uh, do you want to uh, send us something? I know we do have a package waiting for us somewhere because it's kind of a shipping shipping error. Uh, but if you want to send us something, send us to Tadpog Studios, care of Nicole Nance, P.O. Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky, 42002. If you want to call us, you can call us at 270-883-2555. Uh, I mean, leave us reviews on everything. Tadpog.com slash shirts, mask.tadpog.com, shirts.tadpog.com. They're all there. Uh, most importantly is that Patreon. And do you have uh, names to I still paid for milkross.com, so go there. <laughs> <laughs> type that Type that into a, a web browser. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do have a list of uh, executive producers. These are the folks that donate $20 or more per month to the cause. And I, I do need to remind you, this is a legal requirement that you listen to this list. If you do not, uh, you will receive a citation in the mail that will require you to start donating $20 a month or more. I'm going to start this list, as I usually have been for the last many few weeks, with... Cousin David Galino, Temporal Eternal Savior, Cubicle Monkey, Plinko Nick Price, Executive Producer Dig Dougie, Enthusiast Jeff Miners, Master Cycle Baron Kevin Link, Bantha Master, Game Bug Prime Nathan Eaton, Matt Gentile, aka Gentle G, congratulations on your marriage, Usurper Grimm, Princess Banana Hammock, Flavor Trick, Taryn Landon, Pinball Archmage Chris Edler, we're sorry you couldn't be on this episode. Platinum member Brett Miller, Sandwich Pope Phil Hawkins, Nate from Utah, first time caller, and Sick Jake. Sorry you fell for the marketing button. Thanks, guys. Thank you all so much. All of you, not just our executive producers, all of our donors. We really appreciate it. Goes a long way. I don't think I see anything anyone new on the donor list. But thank you everybody who still contributes. We know things are really shitty out there, so we definitely appreciate it. For sure. Yep. So our theme song is Moves by Sycamore Drive. Link to that check on the insurance at tapog.com. How you guys want to close it out? Just kept you laughing. Mm, <laughs> yep. Obvi- yeah. Obviously. We all know that one. Obviously. Right. Love it. So until next time. Try- <laughs> Man, that was <laughs> hot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. No, was like a- Who was good in the middle of that? <laughs> At least one sexy beer. Yeah, I don't mind the fair. It's this ungodly hot weather. Uh, I don't know. I kind of mind the fair, but definitely, definitely more the hot weather. I, the fair's always been my kind of trashy. You know, it's I, just, I, it's not big enough. It's not. It's the problem. They really it's like it not that a fair. Time. It's just like, it's, yeah. The it's, older I got, the smaller the fair got. You know, I remember sure. going to that exact fair, probably riding those same exact sure. rides and it seems when so I was big. nine and 10 years and old. And I need to remember that because, like, I've been thinking, it's like, man, Henry is like, 
There's like fucking three things to do. Yeah. And he's going to like, I'm going to pay for the $20 bracelet <laughs> yep. because it's like, if I don't pay for the $20 bracelet, he's going to run a ride. They'll, they'll oh, wreck uh, you on tickets. It doesn't matter, which it's, I'm fucked either you, way. Yeah, you so. get wrecked on tickets if you don't, you just bite the, bite the bullet. Exactly. Buy the bracelet. Yeah. So I just kind of like, um, they know, just, they totally know. Yeah. And I, so yeah, totally. I've already come to terms with him. I'm going to buy the bracelet. If he doesn't fucking ride the rides, here's my twenty dollars. Yeah, you know, at least then, at least then I can be like, I tried. Hey, that's your, that's my insurance in case you wanted to ride fifty rides. We'll see. Because I was like, are you excited about the rides? An enthusiastic, maybe. It's like okay, because he doesn't know. He's never ridden any of those. <laughs> he'll things he'll before. have a good time. At it'll be fun for cars. him, and it'll seem like, oh my god, big and flashy and crazy i hope so he'll like it this tiktok generation you never know you just don't know <laughs> with these tiktok kids you never know the weirdest things kind of like the things that i would think would excite him sometimes don't at all and yeah. then, but also the weirdest things where it's like i remember him going crazy over like uh composite video cables <laughs> what are these <laughs> Plug them all in. Oh, there's a red no hole yeah. unfilled. Yeah, there's a red one and a yellow one and a white one. Cohen, it's like son. That's like really old technology. I mean, but hey, Cohen is like that. Every single time we get um, credit card applications like soliciting, yeah. in the mail. And you know it comes with a fake credit card. Right. He fucking has to. Oh have yeah, it. of he course. Has to totally. have it. Uh, he's got like a, a stack of them. He passed the kid test. He did. <laughs> he's now he's all flashing his credit cards. And... Pappy, I'm going to have a problem. Yes, <laughs> he is. What's the APR on that? <laughs> <laughs> I need to ask him that next time. <laughs> Two fucking highs. What? I what do you mean? Okay, well you give me all your money, <laughs> and then next month I'll ask for more. And you won't have it. <laughs> yep. So then I'll have to ask for even more. <laughs> See, Weird, gonna... isn't it? You won't. Ha there's no how are you going to have it then? Here's what happens. I'm going to I'm going to give you ten dollars, and next month you got to pay me back fifteen dollars. <laughs> and if you can't, then I get to take the rest of your. <laughs> I get mm. to ruin your credit. I'm going to take your TV. And the next time you borrow money, you'll have to pay twenty dollars more. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll remember. Yeah. And I'll loan it to you. And again. I'll tell all of my friends uh, who also might let you borrow money. 